Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, uh, Spotify. Um, where else? YouTube, yeah. when I upload it to the right one. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes YouTube. Uh, Patreon.com slash Up Next is where you can find us. If you're listening, you've probably listened to us a lot this week. You might yeah. be fed up with us. Uh, we did... Uh, a takeover of post-wrestling. Rewind to Dynamite. We jumped in. Uh, we watched AEW Dynamite, the first, first show. First time we've ever seen it live. Yeah, we've me? never yeah. watched it live. We've we watched, watched it, it on delay. Because we do a show for our Patreon every Thursday, Rewind to Dynamite. We call it the Up Nextra. Because we are you know we don't have the rights to say Rewind to uh, Dynamite. Now we do. Now we do. We've, we've taken over. Rewind a Bray. We even put our cool little theme song at the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Shout out Daniel for doing that one. This one uh, that you're hearing was the normal one This today. is the classic. Yeah. Well, we're your NXT friends. Friends. And we're here to talk about NXT. Yes. Because it's the, it's the new decade, new millennium, new year, new you, new it, me. It's felt weird the last two weeks having it off because it's been, uh, well, since, since it moved to the USA Network, we've been watching it live every week. Yeah. And, and my Wednesdays have been filled with wrestling, so to have have two weeks not watching NXT live felt kind of strange. We we took the week off because it was Christmas, and what kind of person would you be if you made us work Christmas? Yeah. So Christmas night, um, you didn't watch NXT. So I did not. No, I watched it this morning on Christmas. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like, it's been a while. I was at my girlfriend's uh, parents' house, yeah. um, eating lovely Filipino food right. and singing karaoke. I know you've you've you told me that they have a karaoke machine, mm. 
which I know some people, that's what they call us. Am I right? <laughs> Karaoke machines. Um, we should get one. Why don't we have one? There's something called YouTube. Yeah. And we have microphones. Yeah, it's true. Why do we need a machine? So you're saying we should do that more. We should throw karaoke parties here. For our Wrestle Kingdom party? Yeah. In the hour between, like, <laughs> finishing <laughs> night matches. one and starting night two? Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, this weekend, John and Wei are going to be there live. They're already in Japan, safely landed, hanging out with WH already. Hopefully not too jet-lagged. Yeah, they'll be okay. My trick was to pound back as many strong zeros before the the, the venue, before Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And then I realized you're allowed to bring in whatever you want. That's crazy. To the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And then get this. So I was like, wait, I'm pounding these back because you're allowed to drink anywhere in the mm. streets and stuff. And I was like, wait, you're telling me I could have brought these in? So I then I brought three drinks in. To the Tokyo Dome. What they do is that when you go upon entry into the Tokyo Dome, they take your drinks, they crack them, they pour them in a nice convenient cup with a lid and a carrying tray for all your drinks. That's so awesome. I got to my seat halfway through the show. I'm like, well, I've done my drinks. Maybe, you know, I'll bite the bullet and just buy one drink here. The drinks are the same price That's in crazy. the venue. That's crazy. So, John away. Uh, I can guarantee you that they are doing exactly the same thing. John's probably going crazy. They're getting messed up. For He's on those highballs, those yep. uh, those strong zeros, those man. Blue Hawaiians. Yeah. <laughs> if John finds a blue Hawaiian in a can, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coming back. Bottle of bourbon and a blue Hawaiian. <laughs> you can buy bourbons in the in the corner stores, in the bodegas, anywhere. Seven uh, Elevens. Uh, so they're over there doing all that. We will be doing a Wrestle Kingdom show for our Patreon. Uh, we're going to watch night one on delay and then kind of sandwich it with live night two. So yeah. no spoilers. We're going to avoid the internet for that night. Yeah. I, I hope work's busy so I won't be on my phone. Right. On Saturday? On Saturday, yeah. That's why I can't watch it live. Right. And I think Sunday I'll just die at my shift. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But that's what we do here for you. For you. For the listeners. Um, well, this is kind of a strange NXT because we skipped the Christmas one. Mm. We've now watched it, so we will chat about it in a few seconds just to go over it. Um, but then this week, last night, was the NXT Awards. Yeah. Um, weird, like... You kind of felt when it was going to the net, uh, to USA Network, we wouldn't have these kind of shows, but it makes sense with the holiday season. Yeah. Um, normally, these are only an hour, but with it being yeah, it felt so a two-hour slot on you don't need to watch USA. That being said, we're, we're people that watch every episode, yeah. every takeover, that kind of thing. For people flicking through and get to see women's war games and Cole versus Gargano and the the tag ladder match and stuff like that on free TV who maybe haven't seen it. Fair. That is pretty cool. And maybe uh, maybe that would turn people onto it. I, I don't know. For us, when we've seen it all and we've rewatched those matches and stuff, it's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, my issue is it's it's a little kayfabe, too kayfabe these award shows. Sure. That you know they're lying to you. Well, you know it, it's weird to have, like, some of the awards itself aren't really real kayfabe because you've got, like, rivalry of the year. Sure. And that's the kind of Match awards of the year. we'd be talking about. But then to have, okay, rivalry of the year is Gargano and Cole and then them both winning an award for, like, hating each other and then trying to do some sort of promo. Some of them did it better than others. I thought Undisputed, yeah. their promos were pretty good. Right. Others just felt awkward. Yeah, it was weird. Also, um, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Put some fucking pants on. Nah. Like, dude, I know it's your your shtick, but that's the best you can come up with. 
That's your stick. I feel like if I ever did coke, I'd become Pat McAfee. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind Pat McAfee. I'm not particularly a fan of Sam. No, me Sam Roberts. I think. Wow. So if I if I cut off my pants and start wearing shorts in a suit, I'll become Pat McAfee. It's a gimmick. And you will become Sam Roberts no, if you start. No. Uh, I don't know. Not brushing. He your got hair. like he looked genuinely mad in that in last week's show. Yeah. Uh, Pat like calls him a nickname or something, yeah. and he's like, "You don't know me. Don't call me that." And look genuinely pissed, and then Pat's like, yeah, "I didn't like any of this." All right, it was really. I hated. Awkward. I hated. I hated all of that in the control center, and I hated this. Sort he of was thing. Uh, like going after Bianca Belair again. Just weird. Um, Just strange. So strange. Um, I, I, I do like that you're having different opinions because that's one of the things I hate about the, like the pre-shows and sure. stuff. It's it feels so like oh well, my boy. Debra yeah. is gonna win. Oh, I think this guy is gonna win. Cool. I do. I do appreciate that with Sam Roberts. They've kind of let him maybe share his own opinion and just turn it up a notch. Sure. But it. I don't want to see presenters like getting pissed off with yeah, each other. I didn't like. I didn't like any. I, I, this is this is my honest opinion. I've watched NXT for a long time, and I love the commentators and announcers that we've gone in and out of. And then I tune into the Christmas show, and it's these three in a command center. Um, talking about this, and I was like, okay, don't like this already. And I was really thrown off by the three of them. And then I watched this week again, and they're announcing the awards, and it was just so fake is the word. Mm. Uh, I, I hate I hate fake in wrestling. Man, does that sound stupid? <laughs> Doesn't that? Don't I sound stupid? Um, but I think it's an it's a it's an actual gripe you can you can say in 2020 now in the world of wrestling. Uh, we try to aim away from fake. Isn't that something we we try to do since the beginning of time in pro wrestling? This just came across like you're trying to push it like a sports show, which is WWE's like MO this lately, going with mm. Fox and stuff. I just was like super thrown off because I watch NXT. I watch it and it feels like a different show. But watching it this week was like, oh, now I remember WWE owns this. Yeah. That's, I, that's I kind all. of feel I'd have liked because I, I found it weird the promos in the empty ring. Yeah. Some of them they did backstage. Think last year when Kyrie won... Uh, best female or best female and overall performer of the year, right. I believe. And she was interviewed backstage, and it seemed so genuine her reaction to it. Whereas the the in ring promos to an empty crowd seemed very odd. And I kind of feel if you if you're having those three there presenting, maybe have more of a talking smack style. Yeah, have a two hour, and you have guests, and you give a, these people a chance to kind of show off their their true selves, mm-hmm. like Talking Smack used to be. And you have, you're interviewing the winners as well of the awards. I think maybe that kind of format, you can get more of the sports feel that they're going for. Yeah. You can get the awards announced and and it won't feel as fake, as you said. Because I like the fact that these, these people are actually getting these awards. Uh, Johnny Gargano was nice enough to send us in a video this past summer for the TakeOver Toronto tailgate thing that we did. And we told him beforehand, you messaged him and was like, yo, we are going to be talking about Gargano versus Almost and Chill, which is a huge thing here on this show. And in his video, he shows us his like living room and he's got this in his thing. It's like up with all his marble yeah. and figures like, I'm and like, stuff. yo, that's lit. Like yeah. you actually are handed this golden bell, which he's probably got to have fucking 20 of them at this point. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah. From this episode. Yeah. He, like, holy shit. So... I think that's really cool. When a wrestler wins a title, they get a replica. So title. he's won best match of the year now three years in a row. That's crazy. That's that's an achievement. 2016, 18, and 19 now. 
Okay, he, he was 2017. Oh, wow. Did... Yeah, I don't think hmm. he was awarded in that year, so... Trying to think of big matches. Yeah, um, yeah. so... So just crazy. So we'll go through those awards, but we have our own awards. Yes, to give we do. out. We're here to talk about NXT in 2019 best and worst because we're not that nice sometimes. Actually, there's not a lot of worst stuff. Worst is hard, yeah. and a lot of people. Uh, we we had a lot of replies this year, a lot more than than last year, yeah. which is great. It shows more people are are watching NXT. So many people didn't want to vote for for worst. They're yeah. like, no, NXT's fucking great. I agree. It was very hard for me to pick worst, and some of my picks are just more so uh, funny to relive some things that we went through sure. this year. And in t- it was nice uh, when I was like tallying all of them. I was having a little read of what people were saying because there's stuff you just forget. You're yeah. There's a lot of wrestling and TV that we're watching yearly, and a lot of it goes out of your memory, especially. I'd say, like, January through to, like, August. Like, the first half of the year. Before that USA rub, you know? We were still a show before the USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we can uh, can go through all these awards as well. We can talk about uh, the Christmas special that did happen last year because some notable things did happen. Um, But before we even get into that, NXT is not available on cable live in Canada. No. But it will be available now in the UK, as is NXT UK. Yeah, so Sky Sports have had um, WWE for, it's something like 30 years or something crazy like that. And that's how they ended it. And they ended it with the Lashley Lana (laughs) wedding. wedding. Good. Uh, What a way to go out. Wow. So BT Sport have taken over the rights of WWE. And they've announced that they're going to have NXT and NXT UK on TV. I think that's a great move. Um, I think for NXT UK especially, mm-hmm. um, I I haven't read the finer details. Is NXT live going live or probably? Is it? Um, but if NXT UK goes at like a sensible time on TV, because obviously it's pre-taped anyway. Yeah. That could get some eyes. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the right direction for that company. Uh, we just did uh, a best and we recorded best and worst for post wrestling. And we, I don't remember what show, but we go off on a little tangent about how all of us were like, yo, what the fuck is NXT UK? Yeah. Uh, Triple H has had this little interview that's come out where he kind of shits on the indies and some people are rubbed the wrong way from this. But I think this is a good direction for the NXT UK brand considering they've just been chilling and no one's. Yeah, and there's a few categories in this show where they're like, category for uh, best year, best breakout superstar, and it, it was like Gallus and Kaylee Ray and Piper yeah. Niven, and everyone's going, who? Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to give them a bit of attention. Yeah, but no, no one. No cares. one realistically thought any of them were going to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I hope they, they take a bit more care now with NXT UK. You've mm-hmm. got... Jim Smallman's finished up now, officially with progress. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how big his role's going to be in NXT UK, but just have someone there who actually cares about it and is going to try and write compelling stories and characters. Yeah, because the talent's there. Like they've they've got talented wrestlers. Just fuck. When did you last watch a TV episode? No, not I. No. I can't remember yeah. at all. And it sounds like. Not missing much. Uh, I mean, we've gone over this. Yeah, but maybe it'll go forward now. But with if these they're TV like, deals. okay, we've got this TV deal, 
Yeah. Or maybe they won't care. It's just content for BT. I guess. So I I, I have good hopes. We'll for see. NXT Fingers UK. crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Next year, end of year awards, NXT UK TV right. show of the year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. They can have Pat McAfee. Is he British? Can, you guys can take him. He he's not. No. He wears shorts though. You sound like Michael Cole. <laughs> he shaves his legs. <laughs> I like Pat McAfee. I think he's fun. Um, Let's talk about last week's yes. Christmas edition, NXT from December 25th. We'll just quickly go through a little run-through before we go into our awards for Best and Worst. I was thinking, because we've got quite a few awards, I might scatter like in between matches we talk about. I might throw sure. in a few. Sure. I mean, I watched it. I didn't go in-depth as we normally no. do. So uh, there was a match that I, I was like, huh, I could probably skip last week's episode. But there was a specific match that I... It got my attention. It got my ears perked up. Roderick Strong said that he was going to have a Christmas time uh, North American Championship Open Challenge Mm. from Roderick Strong. And here we have him backstage singing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. If you are someone who said that Roderick Strong was the worst on the microphone, (laughs) you just don't understand Roderick Strong. He knows what he is, and boy, does he turn it up. He says, Christmas is here, and I feel like a giving man. So I'm going to defend the North American title. And whoever thinks they're, they're man enough to come face me, well, they're going to be hit with some, get ready for this, seasons beating. They, they missed out on that. If they started that a few weeks ago, they could have had a nice little undisputed Roddy Strong seasons beating shirt for Christmas. I think I need to hear more Roddy singing Christmas songs or just <laughs> singing because it, it started to hit the promo in the backstage of him singing. Well, it's the most wonderful. Maybe uh, a show for the network, him and Keith Lee karaoke. See, they get it. They, they, yeah, we should have Roddy over for our karaoke yeah. parties because uh, I feel like that's a gimmick he could go after. Uh, well, Roderick Strong is now in the ring. Shock the system. He's here in full sale. So half of this episode shot in full sale. Half of it was shot in mm. SmackDown uh, last week or two weeks ago now. Roderick Strong, someone answers his challenge. And the superstar who answers that is a debuting TV star here, Austin Theory. Now, some of you may recognize the name. Some of you may not know who he is at all. Uh, if you've listened to any of you, Davey, review these Evolve shows, um, you kind of got to see the end of Austin Theory. Him yeah, losing the so title. He, he won the title in a triple threat against uh, Fabian Eichner and Roderick Strong on Whoa. Evolve. And had a, a nice run. He's one of the, the, has one of the longest reigns in Evolve. Watching those shows, there's, there's a lot of it is quite budget, yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, there's definitely talent there. But it just, it seems very, very rough around the edges. Yeah. And Austin Theory is someone, immediately, he just looks like a star. He's good looking guy. Yep. He's 21. He's strong. He's, yeah, 22, I think they Crazy. say. Crazy. So young. He's a great promo. He was playing this really cocky heel, was doing the whole, I've got a WWE contract deal in Evolve. Uh, just his gear. He doesn't look like he's wearing indie gear. Yeah. He's the full package. And to be so young and manage to hang with someone the caliber of Roderick Strong, really the sky's the limit. The limit for this guy. And I, I see him being a future NXT champion down the road. Me too. I think this guy is definitely something. We're going to be talking about this guy uh, in a year's time. Definitely come back to this and hear us say, wow, look at this Austin Theory guy debuting against Roderick Strong because a year from now he could totally 
be in a different position, a different role. Uh, after watching this match, I kind of scratched my head and go, huh, Vince hasn't seen you yet, has he? Because I know you're like a small, clean-cut dude, but Vince sometimes just goes hot shot. You're on the, you're yeah. on the main roster because you're 22. Uh, I could see that happening as well. Well, this match is hard-hitting. You can tell Austin Theory is someone who's maybe looked up to Roderick Strong in his career because there's some crazy back-and-forth in this match. We have Roddy hitting angle slams. Uh, Austin Theory hits a buckle bomb. And then some sort of like crazy uh, like torture rack into a powerbomb type, AJ Styles-type move for a, a, a near fall as well. There's superplexes. And, you know, Austin Theory... Might listen to this show because he hits the best move in the history of wrestling. No, not a side Russian leg sweep. I'm sure he hits those two. But the Ushigoroshi suplex, which... And he hooks the leg as well, which made it look very cool. The Sushigoroshi. The Sushigoroshi. He hits that as well, only a two count. There's a spot where Roddy and him are fighting on the apron. And he hits this like leg hook thing, kind of like you just described. Like a fireman carry DVD on the apron... Roddy fucking bounces and Full Sail goes nuts. They chant, holy shit, rightfully so. Uh, Back in the ring, you think Austin might have a chance, but he can do this all day. There's a crazy exchange of strikes. And the story here is Roddy's like, oh shit, I'm kind of getting shown up here. Time to hit him with the big guns. Roddy does just that. Hits him with the end of heartache and doesn't just pin him, but turns it into the stronghold. The knee there, the line tamer type move, the Boston Crab, the stronghold. And Austin Theory taps out just like that. But what a match. I have to say, uh, you can skip the rest of this show, but go check out Roderick Strong versus Austin Theory because uh, this was a lot of fun. I didn't expect this. I, I thought this was excellent um, and just showed that Austin Theory really belongs there. It's nice when Roddy is given uh, is able to have a match without all the the like gimmicks with undisputed and interference and mm-hmm. and that's something they all four of them do they'll, mr tv they'll have their like matches where they're being dicks and cheating and interference and then they'll have it where it's like no we can prove we're also excellent wrestlers yeah uh this was fantastic um i'm glad they had it in full sale rather than at smackdown because yeah. i think the crowd really uh really appreciated it um I thought this would be a good time having Austin Theory make his TV debut here yeah. to announce a future star yes. award. Let's go into an award here that we came up with. Uh, we did a best and worst of show for NXT last year, but let's go into it now for our, our award. And you said you want to have a breakout star award. Yes. So here is someone who will be a star in 2020. There's a whole range of people that you could add into this. Um, there's someone along the lines of Keith Lee, who's had a crazy year in, in since being on USA, the whole Survivor Series thing. Like, how long is this guy going to be in mm. NXT still? Because- and it's only really been, um, I think we were both at the beginning of the year going, ah, this guy hasn't really lived up to it yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a feud going on with Dijakovic. They both got a little setback, a little injury, and then in October, he's just been killing it. Obviously, Survivor Series was great for him. Uh, yeah, so you could say someone like a Keith Lee. I really want to say Keith Lee, but I feel like it's cheating because he's already broken because out. He's already broken. He out. already broke out in like the past few months. So, but it's whether you see him like. Do you see him being the main eventer next Ooh. year or something like that? Because I, if you wanted to go for him. 
Because he hasn't really had a sing- well, he hasn't had a singles takeover match. Right. Uh, he hasn't held a championship. So no. there's still breaking out he can do. Yeah, that's fair. If if you wanted to go for him. Okay, well, I'm torn because I had two, two people in mind. And then I watched this Austin Theory match and was like, oh, well, this guy's going to be a key player here. But someone uh, that they then reminded me this week watching, there was a vignette on last night's show for a superstar who's debuting soon. A re-debut, really. Uh, and his name is Arturo... Arturo... Huas. Huas. Yeah, yeah, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I've been so, watching him a bunch on Evolve. So I'm just going to say they aired the vignette for him, and he's talking about how he likes pain and uh, he likes to kill people and uh, all sorts of strange things. He just likes to hurt people and he he wants to win and he's going to be... He's a black belt in everything, he said in that vignette. But that's not the person I'm choosing. Oh, I've changed my thing since ch- watching this... Christmas special, yep. Seasons Beatings, and I'm going to say that my uh, choice for breakout superstar in 2020 is, in fact, all day Austin Theory. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, I managed to find last year's. Okay. And uh, I said Matt Riddle to break out. Hey. And I'd kind of say he, I don't think he has. I don't think he's lived up to it. Um, I will say his match with Roderick Dream? Strong was okay. amazing, but also the match with Velveteen Dream. In any other world, any other year, that people will remember that match, but they're just so shadowed by other things that happened in 2019. But I still think he had a fantastic year. He was the fall guy for so many things. Yeah, I just I don't think his year was any different to last year's. Yeah, really, the like, year before. He's a he's a fantastic. Uh, talent um is always has, fantastic always great in the ring they have uh we're gonna get into the dusty classic mm. announcements as well but he has tweeted today matt riddle saying oh thought you guys forgot i was on the roster oh so i mean maybe there's some reason he's kind of in the slot uh you know people think he talks a lot yeah so maybe yeah he's thing. he's definitely rubbed people up the wrong way so if i chose austin theory for breakout star in 2020 who are you choosing so again i feel this is Maybe cheating a little because some might say he's broken out, but right. I think we've we've barely seen anything yet. And I'm going with Angel Garza, um, who obviously recently won the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, I think he's got so much personality. He's incredible in the ring. I can really see him being a main event player down the line. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a lot of fun, and his his matches with Rush were fantastic. Like some of the best stuff oh, I've yeah. ever seen all year on, especially on TV. Uh, so very good choice. I think he'll be cruiserweight champion for a little while as well. Yeah, I, I think he should have a big run with it. Um, went to the uh, the message board. Yeah. and had a load of names thrown around. We some people are saying Tyler Bate, who obviously has had his moments in WWE, but hasn't really broken out. He's been yeah. very quiet for apart from an incredible match with Volta this year. Didn't really do much else. Um, we've got uh, Tegan Knox had a few votes. Uh, I think I also put most likely to break out in 2002 rather than 2020. You did. I was so, confused. So um, someone voted for Maven. <laughs> yeah. Someone else voted for Scott Steiner. Yeah, I would vote for Maven. Um, most likely to drop kick Undertaker out of a Royal Rumble match. <laughs> but the uh, the top few, uh, we had a few for Dakota Kai, a few for Cameron Grimes, a few for Austin Theory. But the winner for future star 
Isaiah Swerve Scott. Ooh, another really good... All these guys are good choices yeah. and gals. Uh, so look out for all of those people in 2020. Um, do we want to go to another award? Because that was that was Breakout. Like, yes. who do you think is going to break out? The Future Star Award. But you see, um, there's other... There's other awards that have happened, such as this award. Now, I feel like we're going to this early, but I'm going to go right to it. We're talking about superstars that break out, mm. that maybe are going to have this crazy year. What about those those guys or those gals who, uh, you know, maybe we'll see them on TV a lot, but they're there to do a different type of job. Now, we don't – there's a word in the world of wrestling that we do not say on this show. If you ever listen to this show, Up Next, every week, we never say the word jobber. We say jobber cops. We say jobber cops. But never a jobber. We don't call people jobber. In Full Sail University, there's no such thing. Here in the world of NXT, we call them enhancement talent. Yes. And we have lots of them here in NXT. Last year – I'm uh, trying to remember. Did you pick... Uh, I'm just using memory here. You either picked Raul Mendoza or Humberto Carrillo. Uh, I picked Raul Mendoza, although I think an honorable mention was Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> wow. Uh, Humberto yep. on the main roster now. He's gone. Yeah. He, he was so enhancing. He's doing pretty well. He was there. enhancing everyone. Yeah. He was the best enhancement that he's enhancing people on Raw. I think that was a real surprise for me this year, seeing him on Raw yeah. and and being given quite a bit of TV time against people like AJ Styles AJ. and Seth Rollins and people. So if you're an enhancement talent, it means that you are there to enhance other talent. You're usually the guy who's taken the fall. This year... We saw so many different ones. Like I mentioned Arturo Huas. He's gonna he's getting the vignettes now and you know, they're gonna push him, but he was on TV in some crazy stuff. He thought he fought Matt Riddle in a match and I thought it was just brilliant. I think I could watch them fight on and on and on. But I, I'm trying to remember different people that I saw in and out on TV this year, and a few came to mind. And you know what? You mentioned Raul Mendoza last year. This guy I think is the the front runner for 2019 best enhancement talent because he's been on TV so many times he's he's just there. I think what's great as well is is the full sale crowd are very loyal. So someone like yeah. Raul Mendoza who they see a bunch and probably see in a bunch of dark matches as well. Yeah. He's over with them. And I think people don't necessarily see him going much further, but they respect him and yeah. they they get into his matches. Um and yeah, he just makes everyone look good. He does. He does make everyone look good. And he, he gets in some uh, offense as well. He does a lot of high-flying lucha kind of style. Uh, he's very impressive. But you picked him last year, mm. so I couldn't pick him this year, okay. even though I really wanted to. So mine is a, it's a tough one because I'm just trying to think of some notable mentions to other ones. But there's one guy that comes to mind because he's technically enhancement talent. You might get angry at me, but I'm choosing him because he needs to be uh, remembered for his year in 2019. And if I don't mention him now, I don't know when he'll come up. So, uh, Oni Lorcan. Nice. Is my choice for enhancement talent. Now you could say it's cheating because he's a fucking tag team and he's been on takeovers, mm. but he was on the takeovers to get over other teams. Yeah. Completely. He's always out there I mean, to get over other people. He had a, he hasn't had a championship run. No. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I don't think that's 
one I can argue far, with. Yeah. Um, a few people on the board voted for Only Lorcan as okay. well. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to throw in some names that the board put out there. Sure. Uh, Arturo Huas is one of them. Tainara is another. Um, this one I, I think you'll agree with. Okay. Shane Thorne. Um, yes. Who I think has had a pretty, pretty underrated year. He's put on some sleeper matches in NXT, but mainly to end up putting other people over. Um, Angel Gaza, which I wouldn't quite agree with as a enhancement. He's had a few losses, but yeah. mainly he's been pushed. Uh, Cassius Ono on NXT UK. Kona Reeves got a mention. Uh, Pete Dunn got a mention. And Nikos Rikos, Ooh, who I yes. feel we'll be talking about later. But the clear winner to the board, I voted for him for a second year in the ro- in a row, Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza and Oni Lorcan, our choices for best enhancement talent. That's right. There are no jobbers here in NXT. They put on great shows. Uh, I love both of those guys, and I want to see more of them in 2020. Uh, maybe Raul will just get the hot shot to Raw one day. Maybe. Oni Lorcan one day will just wake up on Raw catering sometime. Well, I feel... Like, Yelling. in the whole company, I think in NXT, the tag division's pretty weak at the moment. Yeah. Um, Where's Danny and Oni? Let's go. Yeah, like... They were killing it. Put Mendoza in a tag team, because he can do fun stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, that is best enhancement talent. Now, we've been doing some some best of. Should we do maybe some sort of worst of? Some worst of. Well, how about it's kind of in the same category. Okay. Worst call-up. Worst So, the p- people who... May have broken out. Wow. They broke out of NXT and fuck, they went to Raw <laughs> and it all went wrong. This is where you could say most people that got called up. Yeah. <laughs> You've had, to mention some people, we've had Alistair Black stuck in a room for six months. Yeah. We've had Ricochet trying to convince people that superheroes are real. Just don't talk. Uh, emo- with emotionless promos. Yeah. We've had. Lacey Evans off the off the heels of that hot WrestleMania feud and Becky coming out, Becky two Fuck. belts. She went to Lacey Evans and it bombed. Uh, we've had Lars Sullivan who who got moved up and big big plans and that kind of all went wrong. He really loves A and W. He d- <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, and EC three. Uh, was that had, this year? That was this year, beginning of... Wow. Uh, it may have been... I feel, yeah. It may have been earlier it, the year it before. Was, yeah, maybe last year, but EC3, uh, I'll say right away, got the, the board's votes. For um, worst call-up. Worst call-up. Okay. But remember, there was the Viking experience as well. Yeah, that made me mad. Sure, they're tag champions now, but if you're talking about the first few weeks of a call-up... That was terrible. How does that happen? Because uh, I praise that tag team match from New York TakeOver. Aleister Black and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. One of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Deserved a five-star rating in my opinion. That match is crazy. I've watched it back a few times and I'm like, how is this not talked about more? Um, And then all four of those guys get strange call-ups. Yeah. It's fucked up. Uh, I have one that I'm picking instantly. Last year, in 2018, or whenever he was... he, he, He came back from an injury. I'm talking about Alistair Black. He came in. He's kicking people's heads off like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's so over just from returning. Who who shot Alistair Black, essentially? That whole storyline. And he manages to save that. And he, he still gets over. And it's huge. And then you call him up to the main roster. 
and now he's a, a spooky pervert in a closed room <laughs> talking about people knocking on his door. He's like, uh, like he's he's got no social skills because he doesn't know how to make friends in the locker room. So he just stays in his own locked dark room, and that's it. That's your fucking call up. Yeah, that's the word. That's my choice for worst call up. I yeah, I think that's fair. Just wasted. Yeah, just wasted. He's, he should be a w, He should be. He should be a guy who's talked about as a championship level, like main event type guy. Because we just saw him with his little feud with Buddy Murphy. That's finally happening. And even the little glimmers of it, the little sparkles of it, you're like, oh shit, this is sick. Mm. I want to see more of that. And no, he's still in his room. So uh, I just think I just think that's such a wasted. At least the Viking Raiders, or whatever the fuck you call them, can we say worst call up name change? Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Ivar and Eric. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> At least they didn't just call him Alistair. Yeah. Because then you're done. You're yeah. fucking done. Uh, so I think Alistair Black can and will be saved in the world of wrestling because uh, he's a star. I don't understand how they're miss- missing the mark with this guy. I mean, he sh- yeah, he should totally be in the title mix. He looks 100%. like it. Um, I always say that Undertaker leaving wrestling world means there's this big gap trying to get the goth folk, mm. get the spooky people, people who love tattoos and horror movies and all this shit. It's not working with The Fiend. So go to the next guy. Go to this guy. Go to Aleister Black. He is – there is money on the table to be – that's just being wasted yeah. uh, in that dark room because no one's knocking on his fucking door. I say that is the worst call-up um, because he was a champion. He was headlining shows here. He was killing it. Uh, and then he's called up, and he hasn't done shit this year. Yeah. And it's 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 a, it's a shame. Aleister Black, worst call-up. I'm going to go for someone from that same tag team. Okay. And I'm going to go for Ricochet. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say that maybe NXT let him down a bit. Although he had killer matches, his main issue is his promo. Mm. This is a guy you listen to on Talk Is Jericho and stuff, and he says about how... Uh, the Rock is his guy. Yeah. He models himself on The Rock. He's done the people's elbow in, sorry, the people's eyebrow, like in matches and things. Uh, he that match against Dream. They they did the Rock Hogan right. stare down at the beginning. You see no none of that electricity, charisma, any of that. Yeah. And also for someone who, like, he's very talented in the ring, really flashy to watch hasn't really had a fantastic match on the main roster. No, nothing Sure, like, like, he'll do a flip. That looks cool. But, like, he mixed it up with AJ Styles. And it's because really... they got their WWE paws on him. Yeah. They turned him into the WWE guy. Like, we, we watched you, him beforehand. But I'd argue you'd wa- you watch Alistair Black and his matches against Buddy Murphy, and they're, they're allowed to do their shit. Yeah. And that didn't seem any kind of toned down from NXT. And I just feel he, he really just... I don't know, get an acting class, get, go to improv, just try to inject some enthusiasm. And I, I feel this is one of the things that's on him and not necessarily WWE booking. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely because I can't tell you anything he's done since, since leaving NXT. I was like, oh man, they saw you and they know your money because Sports Illustrated and all these other ESPN covered that match with, uh, with uh, Osprey. Osprey years ago and ever since then they've wanted him on Raw because they know that he can gain those, uh, those crazy... You show Ricochet to someone, him doing his backflip, they're like, whoa, 
I can't remember anything he's done since the double moon. And that was War Games last year. I mean, when you look at, yeah, the tag Osprey team match. and Ricochet the tag put team on match. a level, and I think Osprey has like gone way, way past him in yeah, his last year. Yeah, of course. I, I love that tag team match with the Viking Raiders and Aleister Black, but that was in NXT. Mm. That was their goodbye. And then they, he's there. So two guys, the tag team we both chose. Alistair Black and Ricochet. So pretty much everyone from that match. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And Ooh. the board chose EC3. So Yeah. Wow. Terrible call-ups. Wow. Um, well, that's some awards there. Let me go into uh, some stuff that you may or may not have w- missed from uh, the Christmas edition last week from NXT because there was another match to, to happen. Now, a lot of people on the board were saying breakout star, Isaiah Swerve Scott. He was in action Last week against Jack Gallagher. Remember him? Yeah. Gentleman Jack, who's a heel. I don't know what he is anymore. I I don't think he knows. I don't think he's anything. Yeah. Uh, Just British. <laughs> you're British and you're evil. <laughs> That's it. Uh, there's some cool stuff here. Jack counters a flying crossbody into a really awesome Fujiwara arm, par- arm bar that was just precise. I had to shout that out. Um, there was these like elbow snaps by Swerve, which then he like basically locks him in this move and then just slams his arm back. It looks dangerous. Don't know how that's a spot. And then he does the house call, the kick to the head, and Swerve Scott puts Jack Gallagher away. Um, both are very kind of smaller dudes. One's more technical with the flashy, and the other's more, maybe more high-flying with the flashy. So it was a good combo, but Jack Gallagher is... I'm conditioned to thinking you're a 205 enhancement Yeah, type. it's hard not to. And, and he's had he had a couple of really good matches with Chad Gable this yes. year. But yeah, it's... He's one of the guys, when he comes out, I kind of groan. Yeah. And then he slightly wins me over. Me too. But it's, it's this setting as well. Maybe in full sale, I'd dig this a bit more yeah this was at smackdown this tapings. was at smackdown uh, there is another match uh that was taped as well candice Lorray mm. against tainara tainara was not on my list of best enhancement talent oh if there was a worst enhancement talent and i love tainara yeah but, like, she has not gotten better she's it's, not quite lived up to no our high i hearts. kept saying that this was going to be her year i feel last happen. year she was someone we were talking about yes if you go back and listen to us last year i'm pretty sure we were like she's the next alexa bliss because look mm. at her yeah but uh, i don't think that is what held up this year um there's a, a a really cool pump kick that just like takes the head off Candice from Tainara. Uh, my spell check changed it to Tainara Cutie, so I'm gonna let that one slide for uh, <laughs> some of the people who still call her that on our forums. Um, there's a spin out judo slam, and then Lorray has had enough, and she puts the hair up, hair up or square up. Seems like everyone's just stealing ideas from Sonya Deville these days. <laughs> Strange. Uh, and then Candice beats the shit out of her, hits her with the, the moonsault, and puts Tainara away. Good little win here for Candice Lorray. in case you forgot about her. She kind of reminds you that she's still in this women's division. And, uh, and they were bringing up her her stuff with EO as well yeah. on this. They, they were kind of saying how she's had a bit of an up-and-down year. Uh, so it looks like maybe they're going to put a little bit of focus on her, which I'd like. Yeah, definitely, because uh, I like Candice LeRae. Me my, too. My Me women's, too. women's match uh, of the year involves yeah. her. Um, well, let's do another award that maybe uh, involves some, some women. Okay. I want to go to worst female wrestler of 2019. Oh, dear. Was it one of those two in this match? It was not. Now, this this is a 
a tough one. It's hard for me to pick worst because I have to like narrow it down to people I don't really particularly like seeing on my screen. Yes. Do you remember who you said last year? Worst female wrestler yeah, last I, year. I don't have your picks, by the way. Oh, I don't. Do, you don't remember? No. I put Nikki Cross. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Do it, Shana. Do it, Shana. Do it. Um, I mean, yeah. Fair. Fair assessment. Um, because she was not that great. And still not that great, in my opinion, on the main roster. Um, well, there's a few choices. You could go with Tainara. I'm sure a lot of people chose that. You could go with someone who's maybe not actually the worst wrestler, but disappointing you. And someone I I, that I was very disappointed with this year was Mia Yim. I she would, had glimmers, I would say. that I, yeah. I think it would be too harsh. Like that ladder match she had on NXT TV with yeah. Io Shirai was great. But I agree, because we've seen her yeah. absolutely kill it before, and she hasn't quite lived up to that. But... Um, I'm going to choose someone who technically wrestled this year. And once you technically have matches, I think even more than one. Or just one. It still counts. If you have one fucking match, that means you are you were a wrestler this year. And I'm going with just one. I'm singling them out. <laughs> one of the horses. <laughs> Jessamine Duke. That's right. One of the horsewomen. Not Marina. Because she's related, she, related. She's married to Roddy, so she knows some in-ring psychology. Uh, but there's a reason that Shayna Baszler, who is a cage fighter, who has friends that are former cage fighters just like her, they have the first ever women's cage fucking war, and she doesn't choose the girls who have been in the cage fights. That's telling you something. Jessamine Duke is just, um, I think she's probably a really nice person in real life. I think we would get along great, but uh, I do not think that this is the avenue for her to continue in doing stuff. Um, the matches that I remember seeing her in are just not good. She just doesn't maybe understand like how this works. Maybe she could kill you in real life, punch you out, knock you out, tap you out. But in the, the world of professional wrestling or sports entertainment, uh, this you ain't it. Uh, Jasmine, because there's just some stuff that I did not like, and we get to see a lot of her as Shayna's lackey, yeah. the horses on the side, and just that the the glimmers you say of seeing her there, you're like, wow, what? Why is this person in that role? It kind of hurts Shayna. Yeah, I, I, I think I Shayna it. looks weaker when she is with them. Yeah, um, I'm I I know I should pick one, but I'm just picking both of them. Uh, because <laughs> I, I don't see either being any better than the other. I okay. think they both suck. Um, you're talking of, about the same. You're talking about. I'm the talking horseman. about Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. Okay. And uh, a lot of the board agree. There were votes for. I I love how they were. Some people are saying Duke and Shafir. Some people are just saying Jasmine. Some people are saying horses. Some people are saying those idiots that come out with Shayna. But <laughs> I put them all together. Okay, so we're not alone here. We're not alone. Oh. Um, someone voted for Candice LeRae, which surprised, Get out of me. Here. surprised me. One Get of the best of matches of the year. Um, Vanessa Bourne. And, oh, uh, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're like, oh. Now she had more matches and... No, Vanessa Bourne, not so much. It's been Aaliyah that's had the more matches. And you know what? Ooh. I think I chose Aaliyah That was your year. vote last year. Yeah. And that is what the board went with. Aaliyah wow. is your worst female wrestler of the year. Seems to keep on getting this award. Um... <laughs> 
repping the six. The chick uh, from the six. Yeah. Uh, I like... She. We're rocking the boat, Aaliyah. We're rocking the boat. Well, uh, congrats. Twice <laughs> in a year. Nice. You go, uh, girl. <laughs> okay, so we've gone over worst female wrestler. Now, we could jump to worst male wrestler. Is somewhere we could go right now. Okay, yeah. Let's... Because we're talking about bad wrestling. We might as well stay in this, this little house of terrible terrible things now this one was really hard for me again i don't like critiquing people this much i don't want to be an asshole like i'm sorry jasmine duke i, I like i said you're probably really nice Aaliyah. you're probably really nice in person but just, just this isn't what i like watching on my tv i'm here to report what i don't like and what i like so when it comes to worst male wrestler there's a few people that come to your mind obviously um i'm gonna go i, I i'm stuck i have two written down here okay one is on one show and one is on another. Okay. Technically, there's two shows in the world of NXT. Yeah. You're grinning. This is a podcast. They cannot see, David, <laughs> that you are grinning because I think you can read my mind. Um, this one was tough. But for when I watch NXT every week, the Wednesday night show, there's a tag team. They have a manager. He has wrestled. Just recently, actually, uh, but not as many times as the tag team. He's usually the manager okay. of the tag team. His name is Jackson Riker. Okay, you forgot I, about I, I him. Wouldn't, no, I wouldn't call him a manager, but like he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Yeah. So he's my worst wrestler of uh, NXT. But then this is where I'm stuck, David, because on NXT UK. Just because you're in the UK, you're still in NXT. This does not take you away from us choosing you yeah. in these categories. There is a guy there, which I know you hate, and you've probably chosen. This is why you're grinning. Because I don't understand why he keeps getting put in these slots. Again, nothing against the guy. But when I think of NXT UK, I want to be thinking. I want to be thinking about Walter and Tyler Bate and, and the, the heavyweight matches there. The, the classics. I'm saying best match of the year. I don't want to be thinking about joe <laughs> coffee uh are you under a different name on the on the forum no there was this one guy who just went off on joe coffee it was like every worst category it's like joe coffee worst tagging whenever joe coffee's in yeah, gallus joe Co- like yeah joe joe coffee got a bit of hate here okay um, so i, I don't He's just boring. Yeah, he's so disappointing. boring. That's and why I'm choosing. There's him. nothing. I don't get this obsession with Gallus. No. Um, is that who you're going with? I'm gonna go with Joe Coffey okay. over Jackson Riker. I if went I have to pick. One. I went for Jackson Riker. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> he looks he looks dangerous when he's in the ring. Uh, sure. He looks like he's just like genuinely hurting people. Right. Um, Didn't he just hurt someone? A few I, weeks well, ago? he he like busted open Someone's Travis up. Banks' face. Yeah. Recently. Um, yeah, I just, I, I actually like Forgotten Sons, Me the too. tag team. Me too. I think um, they get a lot of hate because the gimmick. I think they're actually really good. They've gotten solid. So, they've gotten so much in better. tag matches, and I really hope this Dusty Classic this year kind of showcases that a well, lot. You know, you know who's in it? Gallus. Gallus. Yeah. <laughs> and if we see fucking Sons versus Gallus, like that's not what Dream I dream match. But yeah, Jackson Riker, he looks confused whenever he walks out. He's trying to look scary, <sighs> but he looks lost yeah. whenever he walks out there. Um, he's my least favorite wrestler of the year. 
what are some of the other ones the board said? Because if we're choosing Riker and coffee, and you've already said that someone hates Joe Coffee, do, do people agree with us? Yeah, well, uh, Jackson Riker was the top pick from the board for worst wrestler of the year. Wow. Um, we had a vote for Tino Sabatelli. Remember that guy? Wow. Uh, the partner of wow. my pick from last year. Riddick Moss. Yeah, where's Dan Matha at? <laughs> uh, we had quite a few votes for our boy Kona Reeves. Uh, Wesley Blake got a vote. Steve Cutler got a vote. I uh, I disagree with that. Um, Kona Reeves is not the worst wrestler. No. Damien Priest got a few votes. Uh, Cameron Grimes got a few votes. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty unanimous um, that Jackson Riker is your worst male wrestler of 2019. Wow. Just wow. Uh, okay, so the, we've done worst female wrestler, worst male wrestler. Should we stay in the worst categories here? No, it, we've got less of worse. So okay. let, let's go to a... Okay, uh, let's go to something a little bit more positive. Let's go to... Uh, we, we talked about future stars and we've talked about bad call-ups. Now, we could do one that we think could be a good call-up. Someone who should be called up and maybe perhaps will be called up. Let's go to who will be called up to the main roster this year. Oh. So this one is kind of easy, I think, for me at least. One name came to mind and I said, if you you screw this up, then you really fucking don't understand wrestling anymore, Vince. Like, really. Uh, And I'm just going to straight up say it. Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna Baszler should be the one who is called up this year. She literally lost the title just right before the end of the year. It fits a perfect storyline to her to come into the Royal Rumble and win it and face Becky. It writes itself. I feel we're going to see it in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Her her be on main roster. Yeah. I feel like it's the, the... obvious choice to to see Shayna Baszler being called up here. Is there any other choices? Did you choose Shayna as well? Well, well, yeah, I chose Shayna. The board, pretty much everyone chose Shayna. A few other picks were Keith Lee, who I think is a a good shout. Uh, Matt Riddle. I think if if they're ever going to do that Goldberg match, Mm -hmm. he obviously will need to move up to the main roster. Yeah. And he's kind of not doing much in NXT, so... No, so don't maybe, leave Matt. Don't leave Matt. Uh, Rhea Ripley is another one. I think people saw how uh, how well received she was at Survivor Series and, yeah. and can see just Vince's eyes lighting up. Undisputed Era was another one. And I don't know. I, I can see them being in NXT for a while. I, I hope so. I feel um, they could benefit from a face turn. Like, everyone liked them anyway. Yeah. It could... It could just add something new. Like, you could have different kind of matchups um, if you create another uh, sort of faction. Gallus. Gallus. Imperium. That's the match. Well, Undisputed Imperium's Era. Imperium's happening. They're the, they're the good guys in that match. Yeah. Like, Worlds Collide, the, ma- the main event, um, is is Imperium versus Undisputed. Yes. So, clearly, people are going to cheer for Undisputed. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's your, there's your test the waters there of... Uh, and they sell so much merchandise. They and do. they're yellow and black. You can't leave. Yeah. Don't leave, please. Please don't But I, I think when they eventually go to the main roster, it'll be something big. Yes. It'll, it, be, it has to it'll be. be the shield attack. It'll be attacking. a main event yeah. angle yeah. when they move up eventually. But I don't know if I see that happening this year. No. That's why I chose Shayna. And it looks like everyone else did too. Yes. So who will be called up? The Please Don't Leave Me Award, Shayna Baszler. Yes. <laughs> Please leave. Uh, last year, um, I believe I picked Undisputed Era. Oh, get out And of was here. very, very wrong. Yes. You Although, were. technically, they, they did wrestle on the main roster. They did. <laughs> but they debuted. Fucking everyone did, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
because NXT is the main roster. Uh, let's go to this next award. It's a little different. So we just discussed who in NXT should be called up to the quote-unquote main roster. But we have this this one here for you. Who who is not in NXT? Thus, who from the Indies, Japan, Jacksonville, wherever you want, wherever in the world, someone who has not been associated with the WWE in any shape or form, who will sign to NXT? Who's going to be in the front row sometime soon at a takeover, smiling and saying, look who we just signed? Who is going to be the just signed to NXT from this this upcoming year? And um, this one was a little tough because the indies are dead. Mm, Triple yeah. H killed them. Triple H has killed the indies. Um, the biggest star in the independent scene, no pun intended, is David Starr, in my opinion. He is just taken. He's like, oh, uh, the John Travolta gif of when he looks around in Pulp Fiction and there's no one else, just him. That's David Starr, in my opinion. He's like above everyone else and will be in the indies for a very long, long time until he finally decides to go to AEW or something. But that's not who I chose. I chose for my choice to sign to NXT in the next year is Tessa Blanchard because the writing's on the wall. Uh, I think that she could come into this this wonderful women's division that we have here in, in NXT and just not necessarily take over, but like fit in perfectly and have so many feuds or, or matches that are just makes me salivate at thinking we could see a, a program with Rhea Ripley and Tessa. Tessa Eo, Tessa Candice. There's so many different possibilities. I know that in Impact Wrestling, she's had quite the year, and she's been doing a lot of uh, like fighting dudes. Yeah, and that's something they don't do in WWE. Really, we've seen some flashes of it the past year. But um, well, if he didn't take his ball and go home, we'd have had Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax this year, and we were robbed. Of that, we so We were robbed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm choosing Tessa Blanchard to be the one standing in a takeover crowd very soon in 2020. I just think I think it's it's very fitting. I don't see it'd be a shock to me if Tessa goes to AEW. She could really help out their division. I mean, her father's there. Oh no, I'm already wrong. I well, I went with Tessa Blanchard as well. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen a great deal of her. Yeah. But just hearing of the buzz. A lo- she was a lot of people's pick of like female wrestler of the year. Yeah, and wouldn't you want to be in the best women's division in the world? I think so. And I, I, I legitimately think that NXT has the best women's division in the world. And I feel she would be a great uh, heel coming in if Rhea Ripley has a long run. Mm-hmm. She'd be a great com- a challenger for her. I'd love to see her mix it up with with everyone in NXT. So both of us have chosen. Who Tessa we want signed? Tessa. Was there any other choices? Yeah, the there board? was a load here. Um, we had... Sorry, I've just lost this here. Yeah. Um, we had Jeff Cobb was suggested. Wow. Um, He's someone that dropped for me. Highly dropped for me. One of the biggest matches I was looking forward to in, 20, uh, in 2019 was we went to WrestleMania weekend and we went to MSG. And they opened the show, the pay-per-view opened with Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb. And uh, disappointed. Very disappointed. I, was, I thought uh, his his matches in the G1 disappointing. were disappointing. And some Guy of my needs to know how favorite. to hit people. Whereas, um, whereas like, John Moxley coming in, yeah. and he was someone I didn't like in WWE, really killed it in the G1. Um, 
and I think you've got um, Bronson Reed, who's very similar. So would they want another guy mm-hmm. like that? Um, I but, think Jeff Cobb needs to figure out some, some – he needs to get the, the Cobb webs, dust oh. them off, and realize, hey, maybe I could be a star player if I kind of pick up my, my shtick a little bit. Um, I just feel like he, going into 2019, he was on everyone's radar of like, ooh, hot indie talent, and he's just like ring of honor maybe killed him, I guess, because I don't care about him yeah. at all. Not not one match this year, I could say. Joe, Joe Jeff Cobb <laughs> um, had that that really stood out for me. So uh, I, I, good good on you choosing him, having him in the back pocket there. But uh, sticking with Ring of Honor, a few people said Marty Skull. I see him as a lock for AEW yes. personally. I yes. think I think he's doing the right thing. I think he's going to do a load of different indies and allow himself to be a bit free for a while, and then eventually, I think he, we will see him in AEW. Yeah. Um, Someone put to Neil Dashwood thinks Emma might return to NXT. Oh. Uh, we had Thunder Rosa, uh, Sari, Fujimura, uh, Sari Fujimura, um, David Starr got a couple of votes. I I really feel he won't. Mm-hmm. I think he he's, he's making a lot of money and he's independent. And I listened to his interview with Jamesy, and I I like truly believe that he wants this unionization, excuse me. Yeah. Um, And it would kind of be going back on that to join WWE. It would. Um, I want to say Chris Thunder from Down Under, because he correctly predicted last year two signees. Last year, best of 2018, he said the king of monsters, Jonah Rock, who is Bronson Reed. Right. And he said the impressive... Indy Hartwell, who is now Samantha DeMartin and was a follower of Damien Priest in a backstage scene for TV and has been on a number of NXT house shows. Okay. So he got it right last year. Okay, so who'd Chris Thunder from Down Under choose this year then? So this year, he chose the 21st century success story, Matty Wahlberg from Sydney. Wow. And the arm collector, Jessica Troy from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. Wow, so we're getting some Aussies coming So uh, into- you heard it here first. They're signing <laughs> in 2020. Uh, we're going to have NXT Australia. Yes. Wow. But the with a lot of the votes, the winner from the board is Killer Cross. Yes, the newly free. The newly free Killer Cross. Who just uh, trademarked his name. Oh, really? Sensible. Out of all the names, Killer Cross. <laughs> That's what you named. That's what you landed on. Cool. Uh, I'm saying Tessa. I'm saying Tessa. The saying Killer Cross. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good to, you just watch Impact and go, huh, that person's good. They'll be gone soon. Yeah. That is literally the progression of Impact for the past like three, four years. Whoever's good in Impact is now in WWE. Yeah. So the, the, it'll probably follow suit. Um, I guess we can go to another category here. Shall we do another match? Yeah. Break it up a bit? Let's break it up. Sure. Let's go to the Christmas special. Now, I talked about Candice and Tainara. We had the vignettes for Arturo. He mentions he's a black belt and everything, like I said. But you were just talking about Bronson Reed. Well, he was in a match here against Dominic Dijakovic. So it's Team Thick versus Dijakovic. (laughs) Uh, both of these guys are big lads wrestling, as we like to call it. But this one kind of didn't really do it for me. I think Bronson Reed, um, you, there's comparisons to, to Cobb. 
and they both let me down. They both look amazing. They both look scary, but they just don't. I feel, how, yeah. how are little dudes? How is Johnny Gargano making me believe he's truly concussed or kicking people in the head? Makes it look so fucking real and dangerous. And then we have a guy who's like three, the size of three Johnny Garganos, and can't even hit moves that make me believe that they're hitting him. Yeah, I feel he's got a long way to go. I I like the idea of Bronson Reed. Yeah, I'm he's just the not same. executing I'm the it same. properly. Yeah, um, I I think this was a little bit of a, a letdown of a match, in my opinion. Dijakovic um, hits this crazy moonsault. Like, how tall is Dijakovic to be climbing the top rope and actually flipping your body upside down to to rotate? How how are you doing this? I don't understand. Um, he then hits like the, the finish of the match was this like crazy like powerbomb spot off the top for the three kind of saying like to to put Bronson down he needed to hit him with something off the top rope getting all the momentum I liked the idea of this I just feel like it was it was executed well especially when when we've seen that series of matches of Dijakovic with Keith Lee yeah uh, who is just in his career so much further ahead than Bronson Reed I I don't feel Bronson Reed's been doing this too long so I don't want to, like, shit on him yeah. too much. I think, as you said, the idea I like. Yeah. And hopefully he can get there, but he needs to improve this I think, year. I think he will get there, but he definitely needs to... Uh, he just looks the same every time. Yeah. So uh, I think he can get better, but in a year's time, if I see Dijakovic, Bronson Reed on paper, I should be very more excited than I was than this match. It just didn't deliver for me. Uh, there was another match. Bianca Belair... Going up against a re-debut or an official debut, kind of one of these soft debuts. We saw Austin Theory just show up earlier in, mm-hmm. a, in a challenge. Well, another person from Evolve Wrestling that you may or may not know, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, I, I've i been loving watching her on, on Evolve. As I said with uh, Austin Theory, he just seemed so ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And I'd say the same with Shotzi Blackheart. I saw, Evolve. I watched an Evolve show with you, and it was Shotzi versus someone in like a, a women's match, but it was like that you were using weapons. There was mm-hmm. no DQ or street fight or something. And there's a spot where Shotzi like does a suicide dive to the it, outside. It was the network special. Oh one. my god, she like eats like a pile of chairs. Yeah, and I was like, damn girl, like you just flew into these chairs. She like there's doesn't no hold back at all. Yeah, she's got a really cool look that she doesn't look like anyone else on the roster. Yes. Um, um, can I? Is it too late to change my breakout to Shotzi? Because I think I'm in love with Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, everything here works for me. This was great. Um, there's um, a spot where she throws Bianca into the ropes like for the 619 and then does like a cannonball onto the, the leaning opponent, which is really cool. Uh, Shotzi hits this like tornado DDT off the, into the, from the into the ring to the apron on the outside, which is really awesome. They kind of give her some spotlight here. Now, we really haven't seen Bianca in a lot of stuff she's kind of been put on the back burner there's another one who could go up to the main roster because she's just been chilling yeah i i feel she might be better use in the main roster just as it's a different character she's very confident but she's been in the same position in nxt for a while now and i think she's great yeah she's very wwe bianca belair well, Bianca wins this match with the KOD, and Shotzi sells it just beautifully uh, here. And Bianca beating Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I, I, w- I want to see more of Shotzi, and I think I think it is time for Bianca to go up. I don't know. I don't know if, what what room you got here. I can't see her being in a unless they really really heat her up. Yeah. I can't see her ever holding the title in NXT. Hmm. I um, agree. And I feel 
she she's a good worker i her her like attitude is awesome uh her husband's on raw now yeah so i know they like to keep couples together so uh, they could put her put her there yeah on the main roster uh but i want to see more of shotzi here Absolutely. in nxt I'm i think excited. she's great and i love think the, she's gonna have a really good year yeah love her look love the green hair tattoos ripped whatever thing like she's punk rock yeah. essentially and you kind of need that comes here. out wearing a viking hat love it, love it. <laughs> i told you i'm in love with her uh if io shirai gets me high Blackheart gets me... Oh, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, let's go to another award. So we just watched a women's match. We talked about worst female wrestler. Why don't we go to best female wrestler of 2019? Now, this one is a tough one. If you watched the NXT Awards last night, I'll get into that briefly. There was a award for best female competitor... And in this list, they had Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, who a lot of people went, who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the champion over there. True. <laughs> yeah. Right. About that. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. And the winner that they chose, they gave the award to on NXT was Shayna Baszler. Which uh, a lot of people, I think, agree with because she was champion for the whole fucking year. She was on every takeover. Every Kayfabe-wise, yeah. Kayfabe-wise, She's yeah. the best women's wrestler. She had such a long reign, so dominant, beat pretty much everyone except for Rhea yeah. right at the end there. Uh, so that is Kayfabe. Yeah. Shayna came out, and uh, ever since you saying Shayna sounds like Nelson from The Simpsons, all I hear her talk is Hardy Hard. <laughs> that was the worst Nelson impression. Yeah, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe Shayna to me sounds like the old people from the Muppets. <laughs> and then the horsewomen laughing in the background. Is it you? May I can't even do it. No. Anyways, try. <laughs> Shayna wins for the NXT Female Competitor of the Year in their in their award, and she comes out and cuts a promo. And this is where you were talking about the awkwardness. The why oh, is she standing? There? Yeah, this terrible. is bad. This was so bad. Uh, I know we have a lot of Shayna fans who listen to this show, but holy shit, there's no defending that. No, no, no it was bad. That was really bad. This was so bad. In fact, so bad, I did not choose her for our awards. Uh, so going back to ours, best female wrestler or competitor of the year, and I did not choose Shayna Baszler. I chose someone that holds a spot dear, dear in my heart. He has a real shocker coming here for those who are true listeners of this show. And I went with the genius of the sky, Io Shirai. Uh, I have so many reasons why I chose Io Shirai. I'm just on a rhyming thing right there. <laughs> um, because she gets me high. Uh, she just had a fantastic year. She was a character I really didn't care about when she first came in here. She was smiling around with Kyrie. There was just, like, awkwardness. You weren't really sure. She, her gimmick was, I like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Cool. Whoa. I wear a fucking tiger mask thing. I'm awesome. Oh, happy. Me and Kyrie. Best friends. And then Kyrie dips. Just leaves her fucking mean and EO is just forced to hang out here by herself still gets like some sort of push but the story of EO turning heel was the main reason I'm choosing her as my wrestler female wrestler of the year because it just made so much sense it didn't feel forced it it everything flowed the proper way she and they, wasn't going to be Kyrie 2.0 yeah, then as well exactly and now with this whole character I think she's even made herself become something 
even she probably couldn't foresee happening. Uh, she did an interview with Revolver where she's like, look, uh, I killed it in Japan. Wrestling over there is serious. They treat it like a sport. I, I want to create a character that I can like, you know, go and believe myself in. And I feel like she's actually gone out and done what she's wanted to do. So, uh, she has had crazy moments. She was in the War Games match where she did a fucking moonsault off the top. She stole that show from me. Yeah. Did a moonsault off the top of a fucking cage. Crazy. But she had the match with Candice to take over Toronto. That whole feud. I think Io Shirai should be... The Rocket should be re- re-strapped to her in 2020. It will. Yeah. Yeah, it will uh, for sure. Because Io Shirai gets me high. Uh, I went for Io as well. I don't really need to say much more. She was my pick in the in the Best of Show with John Way. She's just killed it this year. Uh, there were only two other women on the board who got a vote. Shayna was one who was actually my pick last year yeah. for uh, best women's wrestler. And Rhea Ripley obviously had the, the surge right at the end there. I just can't tell you a Shayna match that happened this year that I liked. That was good. That made me go, ooh, Shayna had a great year. No, there wasn't one. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. So them picking Shayna kayfabe-wise, obviously, you know, yeah, it checks out. She was undefeated for so long and just lost it near the end mm. against Rhea. You can't choose Rhea because where was she for half this year? She wasn't here. But Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, gets me high. Um, so the, the board kind of was on the same. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think that's where that went. Well, why don't we stick with women's wrestling here in NXT, and let's just go to. Uh, did we do best women's match? Do we have that as a as a? Uh, we don't we did have it. best women's match. Oh, well, we no, have uh, we different put ones. the matches together. Okay, so I mean, we we went over the best women's wrestler. Where do you want to go here next? Because there was a worst one that we skipped, and I really want to want to talk about worst tag team. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of. I'm going to go through. Uh, a load of votes from the board here. Okay. Uh, Gallus is one of them. I wonder if anyone's listening because they're like, who the fuck are Gallus? <laughs> yeah. Why are people so mad at Gallus? Um, I, I'm reluctant to pick them just because I, I don't watch NXT UK. Right. So I feel that's a bit Scorsese of me to pick Gallus. But every time I've seen Gallus, they fucking suck. Well, so, well let's, let's dissect that sentence there because if you are like, huh, I'm chilling in bed today. What's what can I watch right now while I go to sleep? Uh, NXT UK. Oh, I should probably check that out once in a while. And you click it, and it's Gallus. You turn it off. But I'd say uh, I'm not going to judge because I, I judge on on like ring quality. Yeah. And Forgotten Sons, I think, would have that effect with some people. They turn on. Oh, it's Forgotten Sons. Turn yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they kill it in the ring. Yeah. Um, as a tag team. Um, other votes there are some I didn't even think of okay bad and bougie Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne it counts same with it the horsewomen yeah uh, the horsewomen um <laughs> this one popped me when okay. I read it alright ever rise oh do you remember them you can't they should be enhancement talent those guys are lit the Quebecers no yeah aren't they like injured for from a fucking match yeah. probably yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Breezango I think just I, I like both Tyler Breeze and yeah. um, Fandango. Just <laughs> Johnny Curtis, if you listen they to us, do was next. Yeah, exactly. That's what, <laughs> what threw me. Um, they just haven't changed at all. Okay. Well, I, I really think if you bring them back to NXT, you should completely change the gimmick. Well, stop right there because I chose for worst tag team of the year, Breezango. I did too. Okay. Um, as I said, ring wise, I, I don't dislike them yeah. but I feel I they should have had they were hot on NXT 
They moved to the main roster. It kind of failed. And I think they could have come back as a sort of jaded veteran. And it's like... Grizzled young vets. <laughs> well, sort of. Like, we need to take this seriously now and kind of ditch the... Instead, they're strippers. Yeah. Yeah, so, instead they're strippers. I, I, I think, think they're both I, good wrestlers, just this isn't working. Yeah, it's not working for me at all. You talk about when you see something on your screen, and you, it's, this is a personal thing for anyone who watches wrestling. When you see a specific tag team, a person, whatever, you groan because you don't like it. Whenever they come out, there's specific specific when Kushida had to pick a partner or a tag team, and this is who he chose. Yeah. I was like, come on, man, that ain't it. This was bad. Although it was worth it just to see Kushida in the hat dancing. Well, I, I liked him better in Cameron Grimes' hat, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, not not for me. Breezango is my choice, although bad and bougie. Yeah, oh, ban, that, they had a good argument for that. I didn't pick Duke and Shafir just because I collectively picked them for worst uh, yeah. female wrestler. Yeah, we got to give them a break. But the board, and I disagree with you here, chose Forgotten Sons. Whoa, quite, like quite overwhelmingly. Who's worse, the Forgotten Sons or Gallus? Gallus. Gallus sounds like something you'd catch. You got the case <laughs> of that. We're offending so many Scots here. Got, ca- oh no, they're probably like... No, got a bad not. case of that in Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is worst tag team. Um, last year, I did pick the Forgotten Sons. Wow, so they've improved. Yeah. They're, not, they're not forgotten. They're forgotten no more, if you will. Isn't that what they say in their thing? Yes. Uh, so that was worst tag team. Now, under my list here, I have worst... On the microphone. Now, David, why did you even make this a topic? This is just cruel and unusual punishment for us to all single out someone who we think isn't a good talker in the world of sports entertainment. This is really hard and really mean, to be honest. I I disagree. This is a huge part of wrestling is being... If we award people for a good promo, we should punish people for a bad promo. Wait, did we award someone for a we, good promo? We pro- didn't, but we did on, <laughs> we did on John Away's show. You're right. Um, yeah, worse on the mic, this is something, it's such a key part of wrestling, yeah. is being able to sell your story, sell yourself, um, and it, it affects it. A bad promo will put me off a match. Okay, so this one's tough for me. This one I had to dig deep in my memory of, wow, what really didn't I like this year? And there's a few that came up. Um, I was not a big fan of Mia Yim on the microphone. I, I, I can say that it's, it sticks out in my brain whenever she was trying to promote a match. It always sounds like she's trying to be really gangster. But it just didn't and come... And as a baby face, she sounds whiny all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, really Which weird. isn't how a baby face should be. Um, another one that came to mind is um, <laughs> the current women's champion... Rhea Ripley. Yep. Because uh, for me, it's so she's always just like, "I'm gonna beat you," and that's all you say ever, like ever. What's the Mel Gibson South Park song? <laughs> Is it- it's like drinking and fighting. No, that's the Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. Fighting around the world today. Russell fighting Crow. around the world. Yeah, that's how she sounds. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you. I'm like, okay, all right. Can we? Can you? Talk about yourself a little bit because, like, the videos they did for her did her so much justice. Yeah. Whereas herself, she didn't really do it on her own. But um, I'm going to go completely the uh, not the completely the opposite, but I'm staying in the same wheel park, I guess. Uh, I'm going to get some hate, but I'm sticking through it. I'm sticking with what I chose for my worst on the mic in 2019, Shayna Baszler. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was it from that promo last night. <laughs> that one added to it. I already had her chose. That's what's that's what's really funny. I already had Shayna chosen as my worst, and then I watched that. She's someone that 
when she does the kind of sit down interviews, I think she sounds really good. Yeah. Um, selling the, the feud with Becky and yeah. Bailey. Uh, I thought that in that environment, she works. Mm-hmm. But when she's just out there on her own, <laughs> she sounds like Nelson. Um, okay. So Shayna Baszler's your pick. Um, I, last year I went for Ricochet and wow, wow. I think he proved me right this year. Yeah. Um, this year, I'm going to go for Pete Dunne. Whoa. Break your fingers. He did give me that gem, but it wasn't for a good reason. Well, I Pete just, Dunne, I'll break your fingers. I just think, uh, like, a lot of it gets over just because of the accent, but I think he sounds emotionless. I think he hasn't evolved as a character at all in the time Fair. he's been in WWE. Yeah. He hasn't, he, every time he's ever talked, he's, it's very uh, short. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking break your fingers because <laughs> I'm Pete Dunn. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially it's the only thing you've said promo, all year. Yeah. It's, it's boring. Um, he's he's dropped down there as a wrestler for me. Yeah, I think he's me too. good, but it's I don't want to see the, the finger snaps every single match and the stomps. But this, this is promo. He doesn't do it for me on the mic. Um, going to the board, uh, Damien Priest got a few votes. Yeah, uh, they cut him off early though. That you could when he first started talking, he was not so not good that they cut it off. He doesn't talk. No, so there's a reason. Yeah, Forgotten Sons had a few. Yeah, uh, Aaliyah had a few. Yeah, uh, Roderick Strong had a few. Which I I'm hot and cold with him. Sometimes I think he sounds awful. Sometimes I think he sounds awful, but kind of deliberately so. Yeah. Um, but if I'm thinking of, are you selling me for a main event match? Roderick Strong isn't doing that sure. on the mic. Uh, Vanessa Bourne had a few. Pete Dunne had a few. I, Jackson Riker had one. I don't think I've ever heard him no, talk. No, no, he has. He has. Oh, really? Yeah, it's bad. Um, but it, we have a, a joint winner okay. here. Or a loser. And, yeah. <laughs> Worst on the mic? And it's both of the ones you mentioned. It's Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley. Ah, interesting. Okay. So I, I, I mentioned those two, but I, I'm picking Shayna because she just was not very good. Uh, so that is worst on the mic. You didn't pick a best on the mic because we did do that on the best of show with John Away, but uh, we had some okay talkers. From NXT, NXT, who would you pick for? Oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole? Oh, yeah, number one. He could sell uh, water. I think Adam Cole's fantastic. I think Champa's really good and a really different kind of He was just away for most of the years. He makes everything sound cool. You know what? Even even Champa coming back with the Daddy's Home, instantly you're like, oh, this guy's amazing on the microphone. So, yeah, that's that's true. Daddy's Home, someone else could say it and it could be like suffering succotash. It could be cringy and awful. He makes everything sound good. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Uh, good choice there. Um, let's go. We just talked about worst on the microphone, so I'm I'm gonna stay just right there. There's a lot of people who are bad on the microphone, but what about worst segment? Oh, worst segment that has happened on NXT in 2019. This one, I was like, how am I gonna remember any of this? What is this gonna be? What could it be? And then it hit me of what I wanted to be. Now, there's a few in my mind. There is uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. They did this, like, the, the, the videos, the, cat, yeah. the caddy videos. Those are so fucking bad. They're so <laughs> bad. Me and you could come up pretending we're two caddy girls that are, like, what is it, bad and bougie, boring yeah. and bougie, whatever. Me and you could create, come up with smarter, funnier things and write for them. And we're not those characters. 
those two make me actually believe that that's what they are, and they still fucking suck at it. <laughs> so that's how I know their segments are so fucking bad. But is it so bad that it's mem- memorable? No, that's how bad they are that I don't even remember that they did those things. There's one that that makes me really it's so fucking funny that it's not even the worst but i have to choose it because we can't go a whole show today without talking about roderick strong and his shitty little dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dick pic yeah this this was the most wwe nxt has felt yeah i think i liked it i thought it was funny i know um, but i think it's something it's an end of year show we We do need to talk about about this (laughs) we can't just let it go off and let it the elephant in the room or or in his case not so much an elephant (laughs) well maria um, shafir was quick to go on twitter (laughs) and defend him and say that velveteen dream was lying uh so roderick strong wins the north american championship this year from velveteen dream and then goes on twitter and instagram and does his classic Shawn michaels uh posing naked with the title and and such so velveteen dream in a segment says uh look roddy you just don't measure up and then on the screen shows a photoshopped picture of roddy with a tiny penis. it's like pixelated but the the pixelate square is so small because it's he's... implying he's got a little willy now we always talk about people's shitty little boots and then shitty little dick is what people started talking about and uh somehow some way roderick strong came out of 2019 with people forgetting about that i think he's lucky because i think that could have <laughs> that could have stuck it's it's one of the things i in like AW, the spooky perverts thing yeah. has just started, and it's it's not going to help those guys. No, and it's it's a funny it's a funny thing to call them. Yeah, but it it could stick and damage them in the long run. Okay, so like I'm saying, this is the worst segment because it's it's literally a dick joke, and it's like really have we not moved on from that in mm. the world of wrestling? I selfishly liked it, but I have to choose it as worst segment. Um, I already did, I chose that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to run down some that the board Yeah, said. please. Um, Worst segment, 2019. I try and write some of them as you guys put it. So I've got Aaliyah and her mate. <laughs> <laughs> Any horsewomen sec- segment. Yeah. Uh, someone put the, the first two prime targets for ignoring the women. Okay. Because uh, it focused a lot on the, uh, on the men's feuds. And when we eventually had one for the women, it was way, way shorter. Okay. Um, so someone felt that um, kind of, don't know if you'd say it's a, a segment, but yeah. it's, it's something they had a gripe with this year. Um, there was a segment I'd completely forgotten about, which is funny because it's the Forgotten Sons attacking the War Raiders at the Performance Center that led to absolutely nothing. Oh my God. There was zero follow-up. Oh shit. That yeah. was really bad. That was bad. Oh, wait. Can I... I might change it. Because realistically, <laughs> that attack was so stupid. It was this shitty, uh, like, uh, camera that's, like, security footage. Mm. And then it just shows the War Raiders casually walking somewhere that they wouldn't be walking unless they were about to be attacked. That's what sold it for me. I'm like, yeah. this is so fake. Why would they just be standing there? Why would they be standing beside... I think it's a door that ra- raises up and then they're attacked. That was so fucking shit. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Um, yeah, good shout there. I, uh, uh, Roddy's shitty little dick won with okay. the board. Um, a <laughs> lot of votes for that. Um, I'm going to go for... It, it was pretty recent, and it's something I think NXT book really well and smartly. 
Um, it was Cassius Ono returning to NXT after his excursion to NXT UK, coming back and saying, Worlds Collide is coming up. Uh, I'm the best British wrestler in the world. Which was super great. And this was the first time we've heard of this Worlds Collide tournament. Yeah. and well, Not tournament, but head-to-head. And he goes out there and loses. <laughs> it makes a, divi- uh, a promotion that everyone thinks nothing about already. Yeah. Feel even shitter. Uh, uh, sure, they they've given Travis Banks the win since then, but I think look how NXT did on SmackDown. They invaded. They went on the main roster. They won pretty much every match on TV. Yeah, they they were like, no, we're fully behind NXT here, <laughs> and they booked it right. And they did not do that with this yeah, at all. It was bad. It was because it's just like, oh, okay, you're right. I don't need to watch that show. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Way to make me hyped for that head-to-head, guys. Ooh, worlds collide, baby. What? There's another world. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. There's a there's a lot of there wasn't a lot of bad things in NXT. No, there's really not. Worst segment. Um, I guess the board though did choose Roddy's dick pic. Yes. So uh, what about uh, the flip flop? Because um, I wanted to, I would choose that as best. Oh, that was so fun. The bloody flip flop. <laughs> bloody yeah. flip flop. Uh, last year, I went for the Shayna Kyrie contract signing. I think yeah, you yeah, did yeah, as well yeah, it there, was bad. Uh, which was pretty bad. It's nice to remember shit from last, well, the year before now. Right. Um, okay. So I want to get into the 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 last match of the Christmas show, but before I do that, I th- we got to go to this one. We got to go to this category okay. right now. Right. I see it here it's the last one on my list. There's still we still have a few others, but this one is in the worst category. This is gonna get some arguments. From listeners, worst ring gear. Someone called WH Park right now. Oh, he 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 tweeted me. He told me. He let us know. He let us know. He let us know. Okay, so worst ring gear of 2019. Uh, Did we do this one last year? We did indeed. Oh. We did. Uh, we I thought did. you specifically created this for one no. specific reason this year. Uh, last year, I went with Kona Reeves for worst <laughs> ring gear. Yeah, uh, I could see people choosing that this year. No, I'm joking. They will not choose that this year. I am going with someone I really wanted to choose for uh, best enhancement talent as well, simply because he made headlines here <laughs> in the world of the BDE here in uh, in our household because we look up to this guy. And I'm talking about the Greek god, Nikos Rikos. Now, if you're not familiar, you don't recognize who I'm talking about, quickly do a lovely Google search with Nikos Rikos NXT, and you will find this gear. It's like, I'm all for, you know, S&M, BDSM, whatever you want to call it, but what he's wearing is like leather with the, the grease flag, and I don't... I don't it's, know. It's it's half like half his body's out, and then the other half is sleeved and goes right down to the hands. Like his hands are gloved. He's wearing one like full length pant. Yeah. I guess it's just a pant because it's not a pair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's because he's got nothing on his other leg. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre, and this, I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know this, we're saying it's the worst gear, but like this may have helped him. Uh, if you're just some dude who wrestles a match and like you've forgotten about it, but if you wrestle in this, 
people are going to be talking about you. I mean, it genuinely popped us. Yeah. He came out and we're like, what is this gear? What and then his this? name comes on the screen and he's announced as Nikos Rikos. And we're like, sold. Nikos Amazing. Rikos. Uh, again, if you're like a, maybe a newer listener or you started watching NXT or you don't watch and you just listen to us, you have to owe it to yourself to find out what this guy was exactly wearing to understand what we are talking about. Nikos Rikos, the Greek god. He looks like a walking, like, like I don't even know. I don't even know. He looks a bit like Robbie Williams as well. It's... <laughs> He's no angel. I'm just scrolling through pictures of Nikos Rikos. God bless Nikos Rikos. Uh, I want to go out with Nikos Rikos. And what Rikos. a year he had. He was also on Raw being killed by the the Viking Raiders. Well, he wasn't in that gear. But he was in different gear then. Yeah. Vince saw that gear. He was like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> if Vince saw that gear, he would be on TV with that gear. Uh, yeah, worst gear. I can't think of any others that would even rival or come back. I mean, that. it was so out there. So bizarre. Um... Tyler Breeze got a vote. Yes. Lacey Evans got a vote. Uh, some people didn't dig the War Raiders gear. Um, Cassius Ono, I think his gear always kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, someone absolutely hated Dijakovic's gear. I love his gear. I think it looks sweet. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, and someone doesn't like Evil EO's gear, but... How? Whoa, 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 whoa. If we had best gear, which we don't. Because we're cruel people and just want to talk about the worst. If we talked about best gear, I'd choose Io Shirai. Because she changed her her gear. I hated her gear before that. Mm. And then she got cool and Kill Bill style. But yeah, Nikos Rikos, overwhelmingly the winner. Shout out Nikos Rikos. And WH went for Nikos Rikos as well. I'm pretty sure he'd say he looks like fucking shit, hot, sleazy garbage. Or that's normally and what he like says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Nikos Rikos... Um, I wanted to choose his best enhancement talent because he stuck out to me so much that I loved it for my own personal pleasures. But he looks like he's into some pleasures wearing that weird gear with the half sleeves, half legs, half pant. Uh, God bless him. And I hope to see more of him in 2020 in NXT. I want a tag team of him and Eric Bugenhagen. Wow. Uh, Rick, remember Rick him? Buges or yeah, whatever. He changed his name. Yeah. yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that was Worst Gear. Let's change and go to uh, the main event of that Christmas show. Yeah. Because there was one more match that we did not talk about. And that was Keith Lee and Leo Rush going up against the team of Damian Priest and Tony Nice. Now, I didn't know Damian Priest was a heel. But apparently yeah, he is. Yeah, he's been a heel. But he's been fighting like Killian Dane and shit. Like, I don't know. Well, it's been... Two hills and done in okay. that feud. Yeah, he's he's been hitting low blows and stuff. Right. He's, he's okay. A he's a bad boy. Well, he looks like <laughs> he hangs out in the clubs I've been hanging out in on my Christmas vacation. He's nice. after like dark, gothy, spooky after hours. That's Damian Priest's character, and he's teaming with Tony Nice, who doesn't look like he goes to these sorts of places. He just goes to the twenty four hour gyms. Yes. Um, so Tony Nice is still wrestling in NXT in this world. Keith Lee and Rush. Um, Tom Phillips takes a bump in this match. Tom Phillips screams. He's doing the commentary. Now, this has been happening in the world of wrestling where commentary teams are not safe. You're getting incidents. Didn't Renee get busted open yeah, just recently? She got pissed. Yeah, yeah, Tom Phillips is really mad here. He he gets he screams and shouts because he almost gets he does get kicked right in the hoof, right in the face. Uh, Rush is just on fire. He's doing head scissors, landing on his feet. He's doing all sorts of different shit. But when he runs into Damian Priest, he gets a choke slam on in the ring to the outside on the apron. Kind of what he's been doing there looks awesome. Um, we think. 
Damien Priest is kind of going to end the match. And now a few weeks ago, we saw the, the, the wild Keith Lee appears. Yeah. Where he just pops up when Finn is in the corner. Well, Keith Lee gets his Santa hat back that Priest throws earlier in the match away. And here rises Keith Lee, Chris Keith Lee, Chris Kringle, if they call him that. He appears. He beats up Priest here. The, they call it the Nightmare on Christmas. Um, he catches Nice in some crazy, like, spot and power bombs him. And then Priest jumps off. And if you thought that was impressive, he catches Priest on the outside and power bombs him on the apron. Holy shit, man. I know we've seen him catch Dijakovic. And we I forgot about it. Because it just... When, when a guy like Tony Nice, who's a cruiserweight and smaller, goes flying and then Keith Lee catches him, it looks crazy impressive because yeah. he's catching another human being. It's amazing. But when he's catching someone the size of Damian Priest, holy shit, man. Like, oh, you're yeah. a monster. It's ridiculous. Uh, he power bombs Damian Priest on the apron, goes back in the ring, picks up Tony Nice or what's left of him, and hits him with the jackhammer, which probably flattens out those abs. Just flattens them. <laughs> all of them. And Keith Lee, oh, well, then sets up the, the final hour from from Leo Rush and the team of Lee and Rush win this match that was taped uh, after SmackDown here. So a little bit of a fun match, but kind of not needed. Like, I didn't... No real, like, ramifications or anything, yeah. but it, it was fun. It was, it was four guys just going out there and doing some fun shit. Yes, that's exactly what they were doing. Now, on last night's episode with the awards of NXT, in between giving out awards, they were airing some of their what they're calling the top three matches of the year. Mm. Now, they're airing um, a little bit of the ladder war from TakeOver 25, which the Street Profits won the tag titles at. Um, and then later in the, ma- in the, in the show, they are airing um, the women's war game match which a lot of people agree say that is contender for match of the year. And then they close out the show with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano from TakeOver New York. Now, obviously, a lot of people are going to talk about that one. But they have a, an award for Rivalry of the Year, which is awarded to Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. They both come out in this empty full sale, and William Regal gives them the award. And they kind of this is the only real thing that happens on this show. Mm. They give you a glimpse of a rematch down the line. Yeah. <laughs> they go, uh, Johnny says, well, this is my second year winning rivalry of the year. <laughs> it's because I just keep getting involved with horrible people. And he's like, ha, horrible people? <laughs> horrible people. You're a horrible person. He goes, my only regret of 2019, this is Johnny Gargano saying this to Cole, is that you went... Adam, you went to visit my 77-year-old father. My only regret this year is that he didn't punch you in the face. <laughs> he says, yeah, yeah, why don't you punch me in the face, huh? huh? And William Regal's the dad here, like, hey, shut, shut this shit down. <laughs> so will we see this down the line? We're sure. However, I liked that they did this because Gargano is the absolute best storyteller, I think. He did this purposely we've never seen gargano say i wish my dad punched you in the face little yappy dog here it was a way as we said like this was the only award that kind of seems like non-kayfabe yeah um because you're talking about uh, a rivalry which which means like both i don't know it it feels weird because you're talking about a story essentially yeah and i think this little bit here just kind of made it work um with what gargano said 
it was nothing special. No, I don't think we are seeing a rematch, no, but it made sense of it. This is making you remember that Gargano is changing his character. He's more aggressive now. He got his ass beat up by Finn Balor, and he's changed. Now. Yeah. He's not heel, but he's he's cooler. Look at his haircut. Yeah. He also is dressed way better here than he was he's last year. He's got an edge yeah. now. I he, like he's it. He's less nerdy. He's so good at that. Yeah. Because you, you forget that in the beginning of this year, in 2019, he was a heel. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. I think that's a sleeper match there is Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. That's a sleeper match people forget about. Uh, that match was amazing. Johnny Gargano was a heel. Remember Halftime Heat? That yeah. happened this year in 2019. Yes. Holy shit, February, man. Yeah. This year was crazy for NXT. People tuned, tuned out of the Super Bowl halftime show to watch NXT. In fact, if you go through our podcast feed, scroll through the shows. We did a show on it. Yeah. Um, and I really loved that. Shout out Halftime Heat in 2019. Yeah, it was a fun event. Yeah, it was awesome. They should do it again this year because... Uh, I think so. That was really cool. And it just showed the talent in NXT mm-hmm. from this year. Aleister Black, Champa, Gargano, Cole, like every, Riddle. It was just... Velveteen, just crazy. Um, they do uh, these other awards here. Future Star of the Year. Kushida, Zaya Lee, Bronson Reed, Tegan Knox, Dakota, Dragunov... Swerve, Tainara, and Cameron Grimes, and Dakota Kai won their award because she's so evil. She comes out. Um, Dakota Kai gets me high, if you didn't know. And then they also have their breakout, and Damien Priest... I thought her promo was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, She was kind of like... Fuck you. Like, fuck you. Yeah, you should (laughs) have noticed me ages ago, essentially. Uh, They're saying that this is going to be her year. I think she should be the main program for Rhea Ripley going forward. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a breakout, Damien Priest, Piper Niven, Dijakovic, Angel Garza, Joe Coffey, Keith Lee, Candice LeRae, and Rhea Ripley, and Keith Lee won that award as well. No surprise. I don't think any of the awards were too surprising here. No, definitely not. Uh, I couldn't see Joe Coffey winning that one, (laughs) definitely. Um, (laughs) so, those are some of the awards that they gave out. Um, let's go back to some of our awards and give out some of them as well. So we did Worst Ring Gear. We did Worst Segment. We pretty much did all the worst. Did we do Worst Match? Uh, we have not. Well, do we want to do that right now? Sure, let's do it. Let's um, go to Worst Match. Let's read some of the ones that the board have put out there. Um, we have Shayna versus Mia Yim from TakeOver Toronto. Yeah. We have Brizango versus Forgotten Sons. We have Cole versus Gargano from Toronto. Whoa! The, the I think it was like kind of hokey. Um, yeah. A lot. I didn't like the, um, the match. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was just there. I think they were, they were overly ambitious with it. Yeah. Um, so I way way prefer the other two, but it wasn't a. Would I say it's the worst match? Never, no. I don't know. Um, Tainara versus Santana Garrett from NXT TV. Aaliyah versus Zia Lee. Yeah. And Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey. The main event for yeah. the first TakeOver UK. Yeah, that one was really bad. It was just long. It was so boring. It's what Walter and, and Bate picked up. They, they, they dropped the ball and these two came and picked yes. it up and, and had a killer one. Yeah, I did not like that at all actually. Joe Coffey, that's, that's where my hate started. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Joe Coffey before NXT UK. I watched a lot of him in um, ICW. F- FCW. Yeah, ICW. And I was like, okay, I, could, I saw him fight Kurt Angle. 
And I was like, hey, that was pretty good. And he didn't. He has not done anything in NXT UK since. So, worst match, those are some of the choices. It's funny you should say that, because I have two written down, and both of them were mentioned in that list. But there was one that reminded me I did not like, and that was Breezango and the Forgotten Sons. That was bad. That was just so, like, okay, do we need this? Not yeah. at all. Um, but I went with Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler at TakeOver Toronto because I was just disappointed. I th- I feel maybe we should change the name to most disappointing match. Yeah. Or even most disappointing performer next year because I don't want to think- say Zia Aliyah because that was shit and I have it written down but it it's Zia Lee and Aaliyah. On TV and it's like do, do you care? Like whereas a takeover where you've only got five slots yeah. and this is your women's championship match granted I haven't watched it back but I, I, I said the same thing. Yeah. Um, th- that was the one that the board went with. Mm-hmm. I think people were just a bit disappointed and a little bit bored by it. Yeah, me too. I, I was I was very let down. I was very bored. It just didn't do it for me. And uh, that's why I chose it. There's a few others this year, but NXT doesn't really... If this was WWE, there's so many you could go with. I feel as well, because NXT, I know they've got a TV deal now, but it was it's meant to be developmental. Yeah. So I feel bad putting like a Tainara or a Zia Lee match in there when yeah. they've only been doing this like a year or two. It's true. Um, okay, so we've done all the the worst ofs, really. We've gone yes. through our, our worst ofs. Now, there's one that I want to say. Um, Mama Mia moment. This is, uh, this is subjective to how you feel it could be. Is it Something when literally Mauro shouted Mamma Mia, it probably is because he is pretty on the ball with <laughs> us yep. calling this the Mamma Mia moment. Um, it could be a spot in a match. It could be a segment. It could be a heel turn. It could be whatever it is that you want. I want to hear what the some of the choices are for yeah, this before so I say what got, mine is. Uh, Rhea Ripley winning the championship. Sure. Uh, right at the end of the year there, yeah. ending Shayna's like, huge reign as champion. Mamma Mia. We have that pounce to Adam Cole sending him flying into the crowd. Uh, Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> this one just surprised so many people. Lee comes out of nowhere. He goes absolutely flying. Mamma Mia, indeed. The Finn Balor heel turn. Yeah. Um, Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to start it, you're going to keep doing We have the riptide through the steel chairs. That was Mamma Mia. Yeah, that was a Mamma Mia. That's it was on- just a, it was a cool transition. The the handcuff, I I think it was just a really cool, well executed spot. Love me some handcuffs. And it's gonna hurt. Mamma Mia. We have Mia Yim's face exploding on a ladder. Mamma Mia! Oh yeah! Oh wow! That was before the t- the War Games yeah. match too. That's insane. Like she like that's why I I couldn't possibly put her as worst women yeah. wrestler of the year because. Yeah. The way she fought through that match after, where, like, it was nasty. Um, EO hitting a moonsault off the War Games cage. Mama Mia. Mama effing Mia, I think is what uh, Moro called that. Yes. At the time, yeah. And this is another Mama effing Mia moment. Yeah. Um, was towards the end of the I'll, two I'll out of three. I'll stop you right now, because this is my Mama Mia moment of the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to choose something so different, but realistically, kayfabe-wise, Mama F and Mia. Um, I was there live, as both of us were, but even watching this back, 
Mauro Ranallo literally shouts, Mama effin' Mia. And thinking about it, my hair is on my arm stand up. And this, I think, is what you're about to say. It's the end of the two out of three falls match between Cole and, and, and Gargano. And uh, Undisputed Era comes down. They interfere. Gargano kicks out of the total elimination. And then he somehow does this like superhero pump-up thing where he, he beats the shit out of all of them, gets back in the ring, and then gets nailed with a super kick to the face, super kick to the back of the head, and then the last shot, and he kicks out. And the whole place just goes fucking bananas. And that's when you watch this back, and Mauro Ronaldo says, Mama effin' Mia. That is it. Johnny Kickout is what I'm calling this Mama Mia moment. Because what the fuck? Everyone bought this as the finish. Mama I Mia. Think- yeah, Mamma Mia! Uh, um, I, I I have a runner-up, and that was Dakota Kai turning heel. Yes, uh, because I shouted at my TV, Mama F and Mia, because that was really big. And shout out Finn Balor turning heel as well. Yeah, both of those uh, both heel turns were executed really well. Um, the winner from the board is Tommaso Ciampa hitting the air raid crash off the top of the cage. To Adam Cole yeah. through tables as a as a stunt. This was crazy, crazy, so dangerous, so well executed. Um, but I am also going for Johnny kick out. <laughs> that building, I swear, shook when that happened. Yeah, I think we all thought that was it. This is it. This is how you're doing it. He he had his his good comeback, taking out yeah. undisputed. But this is it, and he kicked out. Uh, Mama F and Mia. Mama F and Mia. Yeah. Mama F and Mia, indeed. So that's the Mama Mia moment. What about best tag team? We kind of forgot about the tag teams here in NXT, as do a lot of people. You know, AEW showed up this this year with the Wednesday Night Wars. AEW kills it with the tag team division, but that's not taking away from NXT. We've had uh, some tag teams come and go in the world of NXT. In fact, that's why I think our, our tag team division here is, is a little weak. Because we keep getting robbed. I mentioned how I praise the War Raiders and Aleister Black and Ricochet. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black won the Dusty Cup last year. Were put together, the superhero team. And then they're whisked away. They're stolen. As were the War Raiders. For what reason? Why? Who? What the fuck? You didn't even have anything planned for them. Yet you ruined storylines in this show going forward for months. The, the, the tag team division was hurt very yeah. deep, deeply hurt from this, this whole thing. Um, but it allowed a team to shine. The Street Profits. Yeah. Who were then taken from us as well. Can we not just have a fucking tag team stay here (laughs) for more than like three fucking months? And there was one that did that. And they've been here the whole year. And I hope they don't leave anytime soon. You have to be crazy if you do not say the Undisputed Era was the tag team of the year in NXT. Um, Yeah, they're my tag team of the year. Uh, As I mentioned on the show with John and Way, the, the moment where Bobby had a bit of a a scare during the match and yeah. Roddy just seamlessly jumps in, jumps in. Uh, in they're the just so good together. All of them. Uh, they're easily my tag team of the year. Shout out to the street profits. Yeah. They, they, they really, it, one of my favorite moments of the year was, um, seeing Angelo Dawkins backstage after that win. There was a really nice video put together on YouTube with his like mom in the crowd. And he's, been like an NXT lifer. He's yeah. been there so the long backpack. and used to be kind of shit. And we've finally seen him over the last year or so the evolution. put it all together 
and him to finally win a championship in NXT. And it, it was a really nice emotional moment. So shout out to the Street Profits. Um, but yeah, they were they were the only two teams in conversation here. There's really and undisputed one pretty convincingly. Okay, so from going from that best tag team of NXT in 2019. We're going to go to this next one that I think a lot of people... This is a tough one as well, but uh, best TV match. Okay. Now, okay. Undisputed Era. Ro- I call Roderick Strong Mr. TV. Yes. Because even this fucking week, on Christmas night now, it's pre-taped, he had a match that you could argue that him and Austin Theory could be in contention for this this very award that we are making here. Best NXT TV match. I can already tell you what I chose last year. I think we both chose it. It was Undisputed Era against Mustache Mountain in the TV tag team title match. Uh, I think a lot of people chose that one. And uh, did the board have anything to say? Yeah, about I just this? want to quickly go back on uh, previous picks because yeah. you reminded me there. Um, yes, best TV match. Uh, we both went for Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. Fantastic match. Uh, we had the Oh My God moment of the year last year, which is the rename the Mama Mia moment. Yeah. Um, DIY reforming um, from last year. Yes. Um, and best tag team. Undisputed Era again right. last year. But this year, um, what I love is seeing everyone's picks here because it reminds you of how great T- the TV year matches. was for TV. Yeah. Um, we had Roger uh, Strong. Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler just recently. Uh, Champa versus Lee versus Bala from recently. We had Dijakovic versus Lee versus Roddy. We had Dijak versus Lee. We had Ricochet versus Cole. We had Shayna versus Io Shirai in a steel cage. We had Undisputed Era versus The Revival. We had Leo Rush versus Angel Gaza for the Cruiserweight Championship. There's a few of those. A few of them, yeah. amazing. All, like, really, really good matches. All these matches are fantastic. Um, This one I want... I'm going to go for the the board's votes first. Sure. Um, And I'm going to... It was so close. I'm going to run it down third place to first. So, in third place... We had Undisputed Era versus The Revival. Ooh. In second place, and there was only one vote between second and first, we had Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai in a steel cage. Nice. That's when she turned heel after she beat up Candice. She, she, uh, was it that week or week after? Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then in first place was Leo Rush versus Angel Garza when Angel Garza won the championship. Yeah. That is my pick as well. Um, really, like, uh, a late front runner there. Yeah, um, came definitely. right at the end of the year, but really awesome match. Would halftime heat count? Yeah, I'd count that. I, I would say halftime heat. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say halftime heat, but that's not what I chose. I wrote down Undisputed Era and Revival. But I'm changing it to halftime heat. Okay. Because fuck it, halftime heat is amazing. <laughs> it was a, it was the PC full of wrestlers. Yeah. You saw all of them dressed as crowd people, <laughs> and they're all just like hiding their red cups because they were all just watching the Super Bowl on the big screen. And then they're like, "Yo, now's it. Now, okay, everyone act hype." And then they had a match, and like it was essentially the get your shit in match. Yeah. You got 20 minutes. You're gonna do all this shit, and you're gonna kill it. And that's what all these guys did. And I look back on the days of the SmackDown Six. Mm. 
And when I watched Halftime Heat with NXT superstars, those six guys, I was like, holy shit. I'll take these six over those six any day. And I'm going to get heat for saying that. I'm going to get halftime heat. Mm. I choose I, – I am telling you, in my thing right now, I'm looking at my computer screen. Best TV match is Undisputed Era versus Revival. And I'm changing it to halftime heat. changing it right now. To halftime heat, baby. But shout out Undisputed Era versus Revival because – that match was so fantastic. I think you could put that on any show this year. I, I need to see it again um, because it was just so damn good. So, uh, yeah, there were so many TV matches because you chose Garza and Rush. Yes. Fuck. Who knew we would uh, thought I, we would I'd see that? I had Undisputed Era versus Revival, uh, which was also only November. So that was pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, I was sure that was going to be my TV match of the year um, until Rush versus Garza because I thought that was awesome. Um, before we go to the big ones, which is best takeover match, female wrestler and male wrestler. I think we already did. Io Shirai was our pick for... Oh, we've already done yeah. So we've just got male and takeover match. But I want to go to... Uh, we've had who will be called up to the main roster. Now, I'm going to say who will be called up to the real main roster. So who... Moving from Raw or SmackDown to NXT. Yeah, okay. Would so you like to see? Anyone in the world of WWE... We saw Kevin Owens show up at the War Games match, and then no explanation after the fact. I was kind of pissed off about that. Uh, he, he showed up for the match, and no, then... No, he, he did explain <clears throat> on Survivor Series. I just... I, it was it was so sick that he was in it. Yeah. I, the execution after the fact it was weak. It was, it was a cop-out. Yeah. You could have teased him being on the yellow brand a bit more. Sure. Should have stretched that out yeah. a bit more. I, yeah, I agree. Um, but that's not, that's not what this is. So someone from Raw or SmackDown... Who you want to see? We just saw Finn Balor. He is now back on NXT. Who is someone else that would fit in so great in 2020? Who do you want to see move to the main roster of NXT? Um, was there any picks from the board? Because I have, I have, um, I have one that I think you're going to pick. So I don't. We wanna... have uh, the revival. We have Kevin Owens. We have the Iconics. We have Kabuki Warriors. And you have my pick, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Um, well, um, I'm going to read out some more. We've got Daniel Bryan, Matt Hardy, Jeez. Sonya Deville, Grand Metalik, Chad Gable, Akira wow. Tazara, uh, Tazawa, the War Raiders. Um, some people put Cesaro and Sami Zayn separately, but most people were saying Sami Zayn's group, which right. is all NXT rejects. Which is Sami Zayn, <laughs> Cesaro, and Nakamura. Nakamura. Wow. That would be my pick, a group. I would like him to find one more person. Right. And as I said earlier in the show, I think I'd like a like an undisputed face turn down the road. Sure. And I think it's this team who can go back. Wow. You can see them. Sammy's now got his manager thing where he can flit around the brands. Yeah. He can strike a deal where he brings his people into NXT. And you can have Adam Cole being like, no, this is our show. And we could have a cool... Sure. Combination of matches, like any of those combinations. Because I think of Sami Zayn when he he had an amazing, one of the best NXT matches ever. I think I chose it back then for my match of the year, which was Sami versus Pac okay. or Neville at the time. And like Sami fits this NXT brand so well. He's the underdog dude. He Even now, he's on the main roster for how long and treated like nothing. He's given nothing. Uh, now he's just a mouthpiece. Come back to NXT and all of a sudden you're a hot 
wrestler again, uh, I think I think that would be amazing. I also do have the revival. I talk about how the tag team division we keep getting robbed. Well, fuck you. Let's rob someone back, and the revival would be the team. You can you can have them separated from Undisputed Era since we've already had the match, mm. and you could you know play it out down the long the long run. But they could do so much more for the division with the tag team wrestling here so i like your choice as well because yeah all the group that whole group of guys were the misfits of who NXT. would be the fourth person the fourth man uh I, I don't know it has to be someone else who's international you got a montreal uh dude you got a japanese dude you got a swiss dude there needs to be something else in there shameless oh we aren't we don't just <laughs> raise the bar we are the bar uh so those are some interesting choices, and it's interesting to hear some of those names from the board because that's all over. I heard Shorty G, yep. the Kabuki Warriors. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, the call-up to NXT. I think that's going to get a lot of people tweeting us saying, you know who I want to see in NXT? Such and such. Yeah. Let us know. At Up Next Podcast. Uh, so let's go to best male wrestler of the year. I think this one is a pretty clean sweep. I don't know how you choose anyone else. I'm going to straight up say, boys and girls, the best male wrestler of the year, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> yeah, I this, this was pretty unanimous on the board. Adam Cole, what a year he's had. Um, he had a fantastic match against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown mm-hmm. with very little notice. Um, every main event just kills it. He was every not TV supposed to be match. He kills it. Yeah. He was not supposed to be in the main event at WrestleMania weekend. It was supposed to be Champa Gargano and he got the, the switcheroo there because of the injury. And then they go on and have this banger of a match and not just that one. But like you said, like he was just, he was killing it beforehand. Uh, on so many different levels and now that he's the guy it fits so perfectly uh, I've been watching him big fan of him in Ring of Honor and, and shit before that and I I always thought how is this guy not making so much money for WWE and now he literally is and he's like the guy here on this show the the factoring of how he's got his own stable and they're so protective of that stable. Yeah. They don't just use it as a crutch that we've seen in the world of wrestling. They're very smart. And uh, I think Adam Cole has just had almost a damn near perfect year here in NXT. Uh, they gave him this award as well last night on their and show. he's been defending the title a lot. Yeah. Like, he'll defend it on TV a lot. He's defending it at, like, Download Festival yeah. in the UK. Um, which just... just Makes the title more prestigious, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, 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 you can't say anyone else. They gave Cole the award last night, as well as Undisputed Era. Uh, all the awards to Undisputed yeah. Era. And Kyle O'Reilly said in a promo uh, that it doesn't, it doesn't matter who it is, it's any of us four. Like, we are the show. We're the ones that are running this shit. He's like, even before uh usa network like we were the guys we're the the four guys here that like run this shit and it's pretty damn right correct uh did anyone else on the board say otherwise um roderick strong had a couple of votes i'm saying mr tv is an award we give out next year and it's always gonna give it to roderick (laughs) strong uh yeah roderick strong had a few uh gargano had a couple yeah uh his injury really like set him back a bit because i think if he had a killer match against balor in november at that takeover, I think he could have been in conversation. Sure. He's, um, he's my number two, but definitely. he kind of cooled off towards the end of the year. 
and Kyle O'Reilly got a vote as well. Wow, any four of them. So Dara. poor Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. Adam Cole, he just has just a crazy year. But let's go to the one last thing here: the best match ever. The best match of the year for NXT in 2019. Now, if you want to hear us talk about best matches of 2019, highly suggest you join our Patreon. I'm going to give us one circle jerk here. We, David and I, put so much time and effort into this two-parter we put on our Patreon where we got all our patrons to vote in for their top, like, ten matches. And we, we tallied it. You did so much spreadsheeting. And then we did our votes and we did a top ten list in two different parts, five on one episodes and five on the other, of the best matches of 2019. We are very proud of this show. Uh, so if you're liking any of the stuff we do and you haven't joined our Patreon or you're thinking about it or you want to support us in any way, now's the time. For $5, you get to access these shows. You get to access all the shows. But I have to toot our own horn because we did a top ten list of talking about the best matches, not just NXT. Uh, and it was so much fun. So uh, go check that out. A shameful plug there because we're, we're super proud of that. Those, those podcasts that we just put out just uh, near the end of the year here, just like last week. So you want to hear us talk about good fucking wrestling and maybe some stuff that you haven't. Uh, we talked about a match on that show that inspired a one John Pollock to go out of his way to watch. Did you know that? We talked about a specific match that not a lot of people have watched this year. The David Starr, Jordan Devlin? Yeah, we were like, yo, why isn't people watching this match? So what did he do? He went and watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's now free on YouTube. Yeah. So a lot of people can now watch that match. Well, we really, just spoiled real in our top ten. Yeah, fuck. Spoiler. Okay, well, the match that is also on that list is the match we're going to talk about here. Let's go to the board. Yes. What are some of the best TakeOver match of 2019? We have... Uh, Volta versus Pete Dunn from TakeOver New York. We have Volta versus Tyler Bate from TakeOver Cardiff. Yeah. We have the Women's War Games match. Fantastic Which match. was a really good match. All I really enjoyed that. Crazy. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai from TakeOver Toronto. Cole versus Gargano 2. From TakeOver... 25. Bridgeport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the winner, and I know it's yours, I know it's mine, and it is yours, the board, Cole versus Gargano, two out of three falls from TakeOver New York. Yes, this is a movie. This is like a whole series. It's literally, we've talked about this and discussed it so many times, you're probably sick of it, but if... You're like us. You love this fucking match. Uh, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's two out of three falls. It literally feels like a, a, a movie front to, front to finish because everyone in that arena was cheering for Adam Cole. Uh, everyone's wearing the Undisputed Era shirts, the hats, the dog tags, the armbands. No one is giving a fuck about Gargano. It's like 80 to 20% in the Barclay Center. But by the end of this fucking match... Everyone's losing their mind when Gargano gets the big W here and pulls out on top, which you weren't even sure if he could do it. Will Gargano ever be champion? Could he do it? Could he be the guy? And he fucking does. We talked about our Mamma Mia moment of how he kicks out of all that malarkey near the end of the match. You think it's fucking over. And somehow Johnny Kickout, Johnny Takeover comes in the clutch and and still wins this. Um, 
I'm a I'm a guy who's super negative on WWE main roster. I I've cut it out the past like two years. I just don't watch it. I'll tune in every now and then on some random shit. I'll watch Goldberg Taker. I'll watch all that ridiculous shit. <laughs> but um, I had to give my I, I travel. This is my first WrestleMania weekend, and I traveled. I gave Vince McMahon my fucking money. I gave him my money. He took my money from me, and I feel like uh, everything is okay in my world of wrestling for the as long as I live because I got to witness this match. Uh, because it just it hit everything I've ever liked in the world of wrestling. You got your match quality, you got your storytelling, and the guy fucking did it. You have your your boyhood dream come true at the end. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about this match. I have shown this to friends who don't give a fuck about wrestling, and even they go, whoa, that was a movie, man. So uh, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, take over New York, two out of three falls, the best match of the year. Yeah, I don't really need to add much more. I've talked about it in depth I know. on both the Patreon and the show with John and Way. It's a killer match, one of my favorite matches ever. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you're, why you're listening to us. Go watch it right Go watch now. It. No, I, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this has watched it, but uh, it's just it's just a, a pinnacle of wrestling to me. Uh, I think I said it on the best of show. I'll say it right now if I did it. I'll make myself clear. This match is better than Taker, Shawn Michaels. That's what I'm saying. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so that's that's it. That's it. 2019. Uh, they did say their awards on the NXT show, and they, too, awarded this to Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano just keeps winning these, yeah. these matches, these matches of the year. Um, rightfully so. They, even they knew they had to give these two this match because it's just uh, – you can't deny anything against this. Um, even in New Japan, I had a hard time finding matches, and I fucking think New Japan killed it this year. Uh, Osprey specifically, so many matches, but this one just had so much heart, the rebel heart, if you will. Uh, I, I I can't say enough. They also we didn't do we didn't do best takeover. Oh, we didn't have that one, but they did it last night. You want to hear something crazy? They gave out an award on NXT TV last night to takeover of the year to takeover War Games. Yeah, I. <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah, but come on now, there is no discussion. That takeover New York was not the best takeover ever, maybe ever. You had, ever. yeah, you had the that main event. You had the tag match. You had Riddle, um, Riddle versus Dream, which was fantastic. You had Volta versus Dunn. Like it, it's one of the best takeovers of all time. I don't think you'll ever see a takeover on that level again. <laughs> I don't think so. Legit. I don't know. I don't know. Won't. NXT keeps delivering, so... They keep delivering. Uncle Paul, Tri- Papa Trips, whatever you want to call him, uh, hats off, because this year was crazy. This year in NXT, they got the USA deal. They're doing the Wednesday Night Wars. And you know what? Like, this is the show I-, I-, I love watching. I'll say I don't watch the other stuff. It's just not for me. But this is a show geared towards people like me, who like this kind of stuff. I'm into the the match- the matches, the actual content of the actual wrestling matches uh the in ring and the storytelling and i think it's so simple you do a big match there's five ma- the big card there's five matches on it that's it yeah. you don't need to go from 7 to 7 you don't need to do 12 hours of wrestling no. in one day <laughs> just doesn't need to happen will we see a, a t- nxt takeover match on wrestlemania this year i think so i think that's a highly unlikely I, kind of a uh, highly likely i mean i think very likely yeah this year. Uh, because that's just something now that they're being pushed as this third brand mm. because of the success i'm very worried about that whenever wwe finds something that's hot they ruin it they get it all wwe they've been good so far though yeah so we'll see we'll, we'll see. see let's 
Let's finish on a positive note with yes. optimism. This was one of my favorite years. This was my favorite year of wrestling. Uh, I say that every year. But, like, literally, this just killed it. So, uh, shout out AEW. But on Wednesday nights, we're watching NXT. The yellow and black, the gold and black, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, that's our best and worst. Yeah. Thank you for Now it's 2020 us. and we've got to, uh, yeah, start all this all over again. Start putting our thinking hats and be right. like, what is, what is great? What is good? What is bad? Uh, um, just a little shout out as well. As we're leaving 2019, going into 2020, we have uh, on our Patreon this week, we are actually going back in time rather than forward. We are having another episode of Was Next looking at the August 22nd edition from 2012 which is the setup NXT. the go home show to the first ever crowning of the championship absolutely so if you wanted the history of nxt and all that stuff we're going back in time we're watching it uh we will be doing the show which is the lead into seth versus jinder the first ever champion will be crowned soon so we're, we're in the midst of that gold rush tournament right which now Which i'm sure if we were doing a best of the year in 2012 that would have won it <laughs> um, and we also have uh, we're going to do a review of both Wrestle Kingdom shows uh, which should be out sometime on Sunday uh, yes. and that will also be on our Patreon feed and on the free feed we're going to have coming up uh, later today early tomorrow our review of the finale of The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker yeah. so you have all that to look forward to as well yeah we gave out a, a very strange Christmas show the Star Wars Holiday Special, that's out there for free on this very feed. You probably saw that. Go listen to that or not. And just promise me you'll never watch the Holiday Special again. Watch it. But we watched Rise of Skywalker. We watched The Mandalorian on Disney+. And we're doing a little special Star Wars show. And apparently everyone's excited because we have so much feedback. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. I Yeah. Spoilers, uh, so, I don't think we're reading all the full yeah. feedback. <laughs> so uh, Mando Finale and Rise of Skywalker put into one show, mega show, for you, for free on this feed coming out. Uh, later today or later tomorrow depending when you're listening to this but again you can follow us and support us thank you for listening um doing this nxt re review show you know since nxt has moved to usa there's a lot of people starting up nxt aew podcasts but uh if you're listening to this then we thank you for sticking with us and for supporting us you can follow us at up next podcast on Twitter. Uh, I, Braden Harrington, myself, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I'm at Davey Portman. And again, patreon.com slash up next. You can go $5 a month. You get the entire backlog of all the podcasts we've been putting out, including movie reviews, wrestling reviews, best match ever, which we have uh, Royal Rumble, but non Rumble. So uh, a match. Matches that take place at Royal Rumble, but not the Rumble. We're going to be discussing this next week. So start to get your thinking caps on for best matches that take place at a Royal Rumble that weren't the Rumble matches. Um, and then we're also filling in one more week for our AEW Dynamite reviews. We do that on our Patreon every Thursday. But because John and Wei are in Japan, we're covering one more week next week. So we have, you'll have so many, you're going to be sick of us by the time you're listening to us this week so thank you so much for uh listening and supporting again take care goodbye and shout out the flip-flop the bloody flip-flop <laughs> if you remember anything from nxt this year it's how roderick strong almost killed matt riddle uh with the the bloody flip-flop oh <laughs>
Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.